What's up, guys? Welcome to the first ever episode 214 of the Kind of Funny Games cast. As always, I'm Tim Geddes, joined by one of the coolest dudes in video games, Greg Miller. Hi. There he is. And <laughs> you can find him streaming on twitch.tv slash fm3 underscore the best hair in the business, Fran Mirabella. What's up, best friends? Andrea is off doing GDC stuff, so we decided we got to get the best special guest we could. The man whose name we say more than any other human being in the entire world. <laughs> Kotaku's oh, that's Jason cute. Schreier. You guys have a crush? You break all the news. You know what I mean? Our entire, like me. our entire business is talking about you. I mean, I like, I like you. you guys, too. We can maybe set up a date or something. Oh, sure. Well, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah the talking. amount of times you fuck up a kind of funny games daily. Because yeah. it's like, all right, until next time, better pleasure to serve you. Uh-huh. And you, that's when you publish your article. Uh-huh. <laughs> You're like, God uh-huh. damn it, uh-huh. thumbnails on That's what I do. I'm like, what time do you guys record? One? One Eastern? Yeah. Yeah, I'm like, 2 p.m. That's the sweet spot. That's the sweet spot. That's what I do. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the kind of funny games cast each and every week right here on youtube.com slash kind of funny games we get together talk about video games all the things that we love about them uh patreon supporters at the silver membership or above get to watch the show live as we record it as well as getting the show three days early and getting the full exclusive pre and post shows or you can watch on mondays for free on youtube.com slash kind of funny games and roosterteeth.com or you can listen on your favorite podcast service just search for kind of Funny games cast. This episode is brought to you by Robin Hood and Hims, but we'll talk about that later. For now, I want to talk about some video games, man. I GDC's would love to talk about on. some video games. A whole bunch Tim, of stuff's been happening. Please get up and vacate your seat. You okay. can come behind me and rub my shoulders if you want. What's happening? Adam, can we borrow you for the set, please? Come come here and take the Tim's seat. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the stage, Adam Nickerson. Oh, Sit down down there. Talk, get, don't be afraid of that mic, Adam. It's a, it's a pleasure to meet you in person. You gotta get close. We haven't actually. Yeah, you have to be close to the microphone. Yeah. We, we mainly have talked on the, on the Twitter. Yes. You're That's a little. You're a little boy from where? Uh, Vancouver. Vancouver. Let's they say, say Vancouver because if I tell you where, no one knows. Good enough. I understand yeah. Canada, the Great yeah. White North. Yeah, you know yeah exactly. I mean? A mysterious place. You sprung to kind of funny fame when you made a little game called Ding Dong XL. Yeah, uh, apparently. <laughs> Jared Petty brought it up on this show. Yeah. Then uh, we made, we forced everyone to buy it. I yeah. heard it was the highest selling Apple game all year. Well, and if, now it's if that was the case, it's uncorroborated. I'm not sure. I'm, I'm not sure about that. He's got an entourage. I think it's all limo. I think it's all limo. <laughs> <laughs> <Pretty> sure. <laughs> Thank you for making this game. Thank you for putting kind of funny faces in it. Oh, th- thank you guys for playing it and uh, kind of obsessing about it. Yeah. And all the. Uh, innuendo about it because (laughs) I'll be honest when I said when I made up the stupid names for my game sure I for some reason didn't at all consider that I don't know how that happened I don't know how that happened but man did you guys Wow. Let me know. Hey, <laughs> hey, man, that's what it's about, all right? See, this can... is what must have happened with Google. They were like, Google Stadia, and nobody told them, and it sounds like a, a sugar substitute. Yeah. You guys there were you uh, handing out, like, condoms at GDC, right? That was Dingo oh, yeah. style promo, right? I no, think it's but a, a now that's a brilliant idea. <laughs> okay, next. I'm available for marketing consulting. If you knew me. Jason, have you played Ding Dong XL? I have not. Give a try I? here to this little one. And yeah. now, the, the great thing about Adam is that he's making these games to learn how to make games, correct? Okay. Yes. So you I... make all these little mini games you've been putting out and just having a great time with it. Pretty much. I was doing IT work and started doing this in my spare time, and uh, I guess I people like them. The yeah, trying to avoid the box. It's like Frogger, right? How many yeah. times you get back and forth without getting squished? Uh, also, uh, I, I can't remember. I think it was Fran who coined it. The uh, Was it Avoid'em Up? 
or avoidance, avoidance game. <laughs> uh, I don't think it was on, me. on one of the <laughs> discussions, and so I added that as a tag on Steam now. Ooh, I nice. Like that. So, Look at that. It might have been GameScoop too, because I know Jared's else. been over there talking about it oh a lot too. God. Whatever. You're you're blowing up. You're a yeah, huge yeah, it, deal. It, it's a very bizarre thing, especially after watching you hmm. guys every day, and like it's a very strange thing to all of a sudden someone tweet me, someone tweet me, yeah. and be like, wait, I'm sorry, did Greg Miller just tweet me about my game? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but Excel, baby. That's how it goes. So what, you brought a bunch of t-shirts? What'd you bring us? Yeah, I figured you guys would maybe want a t-shirt. You, yes. You were uh, begging for That's one, right, yeah, if yeah. I remember I'm correctly. I'm not afraid. I'm not above it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not and above so, it. When uh, I find out there's a Ding Dong XL shirt, you know I want Ding Dong XL. There's a variety of sizes. Okay, great, and, great, great. Uh, who, who needs what kind of size? Do you have XL? Hmm. Uh, there's plenty of <laughs> there is XL. I see me. Yeah, yeah. Uh, there's larges. Oh, and the, oh, this one. Oh. There's this here too. That's a Nintendo Switch. Oh, yeah. wait a second. That's weird. Did you do it? Because oh, this was on. the one request I had of you when you uh-huh. made this game, and I found out it was amazing. Oh, that's strange. Is uh, hmm. Let's find out. Oops. Show it to the camera. Look at it. There it is. Can we see it? Is it happening? Well, now you gotta sync the controllers because it's just <laughs> it's turning on. I'm, good. I'm, I'm new to this. No, are you. <laughs> did you buy this Switch just to make your game for it? <laughs> there it is. Wow. It's happening. Holy cow! Ding dong XL there is coming to the Nintendo Switch. And uh, I'm supposed to uh, say you're welcome from Kirk, oh, who of course. Uh, unfortunately yeah. couldn't be here today. Sure, but uh, dude, congrats. That's awesome. Just so you guys know, there's. Couple other little. You put Portillo's face in it? I don't know, maybe. Yeah, I just saw it. I just saw it. Couple other things coming. Okay. I'm just gonna scroll through them for really the people fast, that really are watching, okay. and then okay. if you figure it out, you know. Okay. And it's coming. It. It's coming very stuff. soon. How, very soon. That's what very you can say. Very soon. You'll be the first to know. Okay, good. And, and then tell you, you guys, you can tell. Because this is an exclusive announcement right now. Yes. Jason, no you one else get knows. Your computer to write this up. I love that. This is basically the work you do, isn't it? Breaking the most important stories in gaming. Adam, congratulations for coming to Switch. Thank you very much for having me on, and no uh, I'm happy to be here. And awesome. All right, now get out. Thanks. Okay. <laughs> Thank you. We got so out. many GDC and games to talk about. Thank you to everyone out there because yeah. they've all been great. They made it happen. That's Thank awesome. You. Congrats, man. That's my Here, let me, platform. Let, let me take a photo of it. <laughs> but yeah, now we can talk about these other games. That is so much fun, uh, Jason. I want to start with you. Baba is you. Baba is in you. Particular. So this is not a GDC game. This is a game that came out, uh, I think, a few days before GDC started. And it is, uh, I don't even know how to describe it. It's a puzzle game where you move these words around and your goal is to get uh, something is win and then step on that object. And it's just this mind-bending, delightful logic game where you are like trying to find ways to manipulate all these different words and make them say things. So if I say Baba is a tree, then Baba, my main character, will turn into a tree. If I say uh, flag is you, then I will be playing as a flag because you is whoever the player is playing as. And it's it's you guys all have to watch the trailer and check yeah, it out Kat, because can you it's pull this up? incredible. Yeah, do you type the words in or do you no, no, no. So you'll see them. So it's like a 2D um, hmm. moving block puzzle thing. So you're moving around all of these words and you have to find the ways that they connect to, oh. in order to solve each level. And the level are just like they get so friggin' hard and mind blending. Um, yeah, it's really good. It's uh, it's totally worth playing. I played it um, for a, a large part of the flight here. It's really cool. Awesome. Yeah. See. Okay. So okay. So yeah. So like right there, you would need to get um, to something. Yeah. Kevin, can you show the audience? Sorry. 
Mm-hmm. So it's got an overall map here. It got as we go through map. the world. It's huge. There's okay. so many of these puzzles. And then sometimes what they do is like you'll figure one out, and then the next one will be, or the challenge one will be like the same stage, except it's missing one key piece, and you have to figure out another way to do it. Really cool game. So is Baba the sheep? Baba is the sheep. Go, there are other characters okay. too. Didn't even get it. Um, this guy sharp as a tack. Yeah. So yeah, so Rock is a push. Is so now if you move the is pushed to the lava, you can push the lava over and then oh, you can get to the flat. Let's I see how see. long it takes uh, the giant palm to to pull this off. <laughs> Them those clowns. <laughs> so that's probably <laughs> your entire video trying to figure it out. No, he got it. He got it. <laughs> Um, so yeah, so it's super clever because all of these words just have different, uh, different, <laughs> no, Rock that's not it. Um, all these words just have different properties and you can do all this cool stuff and, um, yeah, really, really good game. So you're trying to put s- short sentences together exactly. to make the world Exactly. React. But it gets more and more complicated because soon you'll get, and, or oh, it says lava is pushed. Yeah. So now you push it which over. Which gives him the power. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, then. Yeah, so it makes lava pushable. Oh, it's like each each adge- really nifty. each of the verbs are describing the state, like the rules. It's a game about rules, right? So you're saying baba lava is pushed. That means lava is pushable. Mm-hmm. So really cool stuff. Huh? That's, That's really awesome. Neat. Now, for somebody stupid like myself, <laughs> how how quick am I going to get stumped? Um, pretty quick. Yeah. Okay. I got <laughs> it's so hard. You will make really best hard. to start many. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I start? I don't know. How? What? It's the type of thing where you have to have a brain for like those logic puzzles that you yeah, do, yeah. and it's very, very much all about logic. Okay. Um, and yeah, like breaking, finding ways to break the rules. It's super cool. Highly recommended. And it's on Switch. That's how I played it. On the oh, well, there you go. So okay. Perfect. Game Winner. for Mensis. All-Stars. Yes. Yeah, well, <laughs> you were like, Menses. Gonna, You're like, well, Menses. Right. That's, Menses students? And I was yeah, like, that's, that's not really that a thing. Is, well, that's Bloodborne. Menses students is the... Oh, it is? Yeah, okay. that's the academy in Bloodborne. All the right, Menses maybe academy. that's where I got that from. That is where you got it. Sure, and then it the next game you want to talk about was CrossCode. Yeah, so CrossCode is another... I'm just shouting out little-known games. I've raved about CrossCode a bunch on Kotaku um, and on Twitter, but CrossCode is this game that's like... Uh, do you want to pull up like a little bit of photos? Yeah, can I show people? It's a game that's like... It looks like a Super Nintendo game it's that old school oh, yeah. style and it's kind of Zelda E and that it's a top-down action adventure type thing but the con- the twist is that it's all set within a fictional MMO so you play as this character within the MMO and as you're going around oh, you meet dope. other people who are also characters in the MMO and they have real lives like behind their characters so all mm-hmm. this stuff is within the MMO itself so, I, so I'm I'm playing the game here this uh-huh, is uh-huh, I'm playing uh-huh. the inside the MMO yeah and so gotcha. your character is this avatar they're called who doesn't who's an Amnesiac and true JRPG style. Sure, of course. So your your part of the story is like figuring out who she is and what her story is. Cross code. Um, it's incredible. It's Dude, so it good. Dope. And it's it like feels. An art type. And then, so something. the other angle of this is that there are a bunch of dungeons that are like Zelda style dungeons with puzzle solving, and like you get a new ability in each of the dungeons and use that to solve puzzles. It's incredibly good. Um, this game is coming to Switch, not on Switch yet, but I played it a bunch on PC. Um, really, really good game. And yeah, as you're walking around this world, you see other players like running around as characters, and like a lot of the quests are just this MMO style stuff. Of there's other go around defeating it. It's not actually rats. online. It's within within the world of the game. Oh, this is the MMO. So like. That is an gotcha. avatar, but she has a real personality outside of the game. And so <laughs> at the end of like a different story beats, she'll be like, all right, I'm going to log off now. I have to go do schoolwork or something like that. Huh. And that's part of the story is that these are all people in real life who are playing as avatars in the game. Freaking cool. It is yeah. really good. So really good game. from what we just saw, it, action, right? Is it, yeah. Okay, okay. And the, the mechanics feel really good. Very Zelda-like, very mm. SNES-like that 
precise, like like very smooth feel of swinging uh, swinging your blade and shooting. You can shoot uh, like orb things, bullets, basically. That's awesome. That's yeah, really, really, really cool. cool. Really one. Yeah, so totally. those two, highly recommend them both. Those are my two latest obsessions. Do we Did, know when it's coming to Switch? Yeah. Uh, yeah, no, they just said this year. Gotcha. So probably E3 or something like that. Gotcha. Kind of funny game showcase. Hit me up. Yeah, there you go. Uh, Fran. Yo. Devil May Cry 5. You wanted oh, to sure. talk about it a couple weeks ago, but you didn't get a chance to. Yeah, I mean, I got, I got to play some. I don't think we should spend too much time. It is a great game. You were right. Uh, it is like what you would expect Devil May Cry to be. I think the only point I wanted to bring up, if you haven't checked it out yet, I mean, it is, it's just so Devil May Cry still. You do spend some time wandering around a bit, I would say, but the what they did with the characters, um, the multiple characters is what impressed me the most. There's so many combos and skills to learn and so much style to the game. So, like, I mean, I agree. The game is awesome. What I didn't quite catch, though, is there's still that, like, it's not slow, but I still, I don't love the in-between. I know they got to figure it out, but, like, just the way the camera works and wandering around, looking inside. How far did you get in it? Oh, about, I don't know. I feel like it was about eight hours in. So I only unlocked V. Or something like that. Um, it, when, whenever you unlock V, is it V? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. That's, so I didn't unlock Dante yet. Okay. Still, then you, there's so, no way you're eight hours. In. <laughs> uh, maybe it that's was, like five hours. Maybe in. it was five. Yeah. Well, okay. For me, though, I play stuff. Pretty oh, yeah. That's oh, right. I because play- I did happen to pop into your stream for <laughs> yeah. a second, Fred. And I always consider like saying something. Yeah. I'm like, I'm not going to distract him and slow him down even more because I know how you'll get. Because I see him and he, he realizes that he needs like. A thousand more red orbs or some shit to like oh, uh, to fight this, this boss or whatever. Yeah, and he's like, oh, and he realized that if he died, you can just keep and you can, cheesing it. You can cheese Sorry. it and just keep going. He, and he, Fran does the Fran thing of like, guys, I don't know. Should I? Should I? <laughs> should I just keep killing myself and farm this, or should I just fight the boss? I don't want to cheese it. But maybe I should cheese it. I'm like, man, just fucking make, make a, a choice. <laughs> I, like, I need to, I need Dude, to turn this off. Try this fucking stressing the me division out. with him. He's sitting that, there hemming and hauling over guns. Andrew Renee's like, Fran, let's do exactly. a mission. <laughs> that boss was awesome, though. And yeah, like the boss set pieces are incredible. So, Do you plan to keep playing through it? I do, but I, right now, I don't know when I'll have time. I know we're going to talk more about divisions. These grindy games, man, like they, that's what I'm reflecting on as you talk about all these other games. Like, how do you find time for all this other stuff? I'm always so stressed about playing the games that I play, which uh-huh. right now are, I still want to get back to Anthem. I play Division 2 now, I'm yeah, playing yeah. Destiny, and there's so much more to play. The, the I, I really like Devil May Cry. You only though. want one like live service game, like go to game. You only want one. Like, otherwise, yeah. you're like my, for me, it's Destiny. It's, I can't even, like, I might mess around a little bit with the division two and anthem i messed around with but i'm only gonna stick to that i'm screwed to destiny i've yeah. picked three that's the trick that's your life now you just want to spin those plates non-stop apparently <laughs> i just need to start streaming all day and just go for it that's true. And, and god only knows games. what you do the rest of the time nobody yeah. knows uh is there any additional content coming for devil may cry 5 do you remember yeah the bloody palace what i think is. is what it's called is coming and yeah, yeah it's kind of just uh that's where it's like the time attacky type stuff the arcade style like mm-hmm. uh, gameplay where it's just like you can just use all the weapons that you have for gotcha. the whole game and it's like really about the stylish combos and, and being cool as hell yeah it's yeah. cool man the style style is so cool and again what they've done with the different characters and how different it feels like yeah. it's just it's awesome so you gotta like, like when you have the time I recommend going back because like once you get oh, to I'm Dante to. I really feel that's when it like yeah, comes and together what, and it's like it's the reward yeah. for, for the rest of the game which not in a lot of cases Saying that means that like it's not fun until then. That this is not that. It all adds on top of each other. That when yeah. you get that, all of a sudden you're like, I'm OP as hell. And this yeah. is great. And that's fair too. Like games just do that a lot. I remember going back to Zelda's, dating all the way back to Ocarina of Time, and like I always felt like the first freaking 13 hours, I was just like, 
I know how to play Zelda. You're trying to teach me how to play Zelda, and I just want to get to the good stuff. But they kind of make you get Well, that's why Breath of the Wild is the best game ever. Oh, yeah, Breath of the Wild. They did the unthinkable. Uh It just dropped you in, and I was like, this is what I've been waiting for as a fan. I understand how to play these games. But anyway, to be fair to Devil May Cry 5, like, of course it's going to be probably, what, a little slower up front. It's not really slow. It's super fast, but meaning I don't love the, the sort of jumping around in that old school kind of feel, you know, and searching for stuff. Like, it's all right, but I just kind of want to get on with it. Um, so I'm looking forward to, to getting to it later. So now getting to the Nindies that we played. I want to no, start, no, no, off, no, start off with the big no, 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 no. one. Okay. Cuphead. There it is. Cuphead's coming to Switch, baby. Unbelievable. I just, like, I can't believe that this is real life. And more than that, I can't believe that I already have a copy of it that I, I was able to play. And I'm halfway through the game. And it is freaking fantastic and it's on switch and i love it and it's perfect it's 60 frames per second it is like it feels as at home on the switch as you'd imagine whenever everyone saw cuphead for the first time they were blown away by the graphic style and just like how unique it looked and how just like it's seen on a whole other level it looks compared to to other games of of its type and then the second thought was like once we knew about the switch it's like this is would be so great in the switch but it'll never actually happen and I've been playing just on the Switch with the Joy-Cons, uh, which is definitely not the ideal way to play a game like this. But it's still super fun, super works. Um, and I was totally like, I'm only going to play a couple bosses and then stop. And I, I got hooked. And I was like, here I am halfway through the game again. Um, but it is so mind-blowing to me how well it runs on the Switch, uh, where the gameplay is it's one for one uh, with the Xbox, oh, yeah. uh, from, from my experience. The only difference being the loading. Um, which is very upsetting because it is like three times longer. Really? Um, yeah, and I saw Game Explain do a actual side by side, and like when I was playing, I noticed it was it was bad, but I didn't think it was like horrible. Bad, yeah. It wasn't getting in my way. I was just like, well, this is kind of long. But watching it next to the Xbox, I was like, oh, is it loading every time you die, or is it loading? So, so that's the, the thing uh-huh. is it it's not frustrating because it's not every time you die. Okay. When you die, the loading's pretty much instant to, to retry and get it's back like when in. when you load into the level for the first loading time. Loading into any level for the first time takes like 15 seconds. Mm. I wonder why that is, Not man. that bad, but more it is. More than what it was it before. More, yeah, 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 more than, than you'd want. And to me, the thing that, that sucks even worse than that is not only does it take 15 seconds, but there's like this animation where you see the um, kind of like film clutter mm. like like going around where it's like all film the dust, dust and the, the dust green, and all yeah, that yeah. stuff. That's over the whole game, right? Even the loading screen, which is black, so it's really noticeable because you just see the film grain. And then there's this little uh, hourglass animated guy that's kind of hopping around, and you see the sand going through. It's just a cute little thing. The slowdown on this loading screen is ridiculous, and it's not consistent at all, and the frame rate just drops, and so you see the film grain just kind of like stuttering, and then this little animation's like barely going, and I'm like, this is bizarre. You should just not have that then. Uh Because it it makes it look... uh, Yeah, yeah. So it's like... That stuff I've, I think is a little weird because it breaks the immersion, and I think that's what Cuphead is best at, is making you believe that you're playing a cartoon. And cartoons would never stutter that way. you know. So even like just though it's a loading screen, I'm like, oh, I really wish this was a little tighter. Sure. Um, but again, I would rather that than the gameplay be affected, and the gameplay is not. It's 1080p, 60 on docked, 720p, 60 in your hands, and for this game, it looks great. Um, Another comparison video I was watching com- next to the Xbox, it seems like the Xbox was a bit duller in color and the Switch one's more vibrant. And I actually how- prefer the look of the Switch one. 
Yeah, it's funny how those, uh, I don't know if they're still, yeah, I guess it's digital analog converters, but the way that they're built in the actual hardware, there's always these subtle differences in the color output and mm -hmm. all this. They also could have just adjusted it. But um, I, yeah, it's funny to hear you say that. I thought you were gonna say the reverse. Um, so the fact that Switch is maybe more saturated and colorful. That's it's pretty, definitely, yeah, it's more like vibrant. It it's cool, and uh, you can play as Mugman for the first time in Solo. Mm -hmm. um, there's cinematics that they added uh, in between the different islands. Um, Whereas before it was just kind of still pictures, now they're a little bit more animated. Um, Any additional content? No real additional content at this point. There's the DLCs coming and it, it will be coming to Switch as well. Um, they're putting out a physical version, uh, which is exciting, right. but they're gonna do that once the DLCs added so it could just be a full package. But Cuphead's one of my favorite games of yeah. all time and playing it again like proves why. Like It's so fantastic, I feel like every single boss fight is it, it's challenging it's not impossibly hard you know it's like it is trial and error and like you know what you did wrong and it's the definition of one more match one more match i just gotta I, i'll get it next time i'll get it next time and i feel like i'm breezing through now um you're but that's because it. i've played it before you, so you, you got you, past the tutorial What's up? <laughs> in that game, it's you, a didn't, you didn't even play concern. it before. You beat it already. You I did beat, beat it before. I did. Beat it before. And uh, I, I will beat it again. Okay. I will beat I, it okay. again. I believe when I see it. You know. I'm curious. Let's see. Did it come out almost two years ago? So, October 2017. Oh, or November. Yeah. So yeah, uh, a while back now. But there's normally the exclusivity period, which is what that probably was about. But what I'm thinking about is, is it, it's not coming to PlayStation? Like it, now, it's moved on to a Switch exclusive, or like what do you? No, think? not exclusive. I, but but this, you see what I mean? Why is it not coming to PlayStation? I don't think it was an Xbox exclusive. I think Xbox actually funded the game. Right through that though, so, I think they probably put in the contract. I'm just guessing, but well, they probably are like. I think it's it. more that Xbox and Nintendo want to be buddy buddy and yeah. want to share each other's thing. And Phil Spencer wants to put his games and his tech on everything sure. possible. Yeah, this is the future. And like, and I bet it would be on PlayStation if PlayStation would like play ball with them. Yeah, but you don't have to play this through the new. Did we learn more about Xbox Live services? Uh, and kind of, like sort of. Yeah, it's kind of, it, it, it's going to come to Cuphead later on. It'll be a patch added later on that'll okay. give you that's achievements. Achievement. Xbox I think Live. there's a little confusion about that stuff because it's like the way that Xbox Live API works is it's all internal. You're not like mm -hmm. doing something different from the Switch or anything like that. Um, and in fact, when it comes to games, you probably won't even notice except you'll go into the game and you'll have your Xbox Live achievements and login and mm -hmm. stuff. But it's already there on Minecraft on the Switch. So you can see how yeah. that works. Mm. Um, so it's It'll not like say, it's like, played switch. on Nintendo uh -huh, Switch. Uh -huh, uh -huh, well, we'll I think it give you achievements and stuff. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, I think it's because we have aspirations of the future uh -huh, of, like, uh -huh. what xCloud and how it's going to use it. That's the big question. The image that I still picture is, like, whatever, a more fully featured logging into right. a streaming service. But anyway. Game Pass. Uh -huh. But I, I definitely, yeah. there's the building blocks here that, yes. that we're, we're seeing get towards that because they, they talked about uh, Xbox Live support's going to come to um, Cuphead via achievements but even right now it's not xbox live yet but the achievements are in the game so it's like it's just a menu though and it says achievements and they like tick them off it's just you don't get the little thing popping I, up at the bottom yeah i'm still stuck on the question that why not playstation what's going on like did they well i mean playstation's closed like, right IP i mean playstation's closed that, down and they don't want to do anything with each other and whereas with xbox and nintendo this is the tip but, of the i mean not mean, even the tip of the store tip it, stores, um because it's not internal studios no it's so microsoft saying i bet you anything they own that phil spencer IP. that like someone at microsoft sent sony an email and was like hey like can we talk about this and either sony said no or sony made some ridiculous demand like they're just not sony traditionally i mean look at the cross platform play thing like they've been the ones saying no you can't put this on ps4 even though cross-platform can be on xbox switch and pc they're the ones who have been super stubborn and like we we have a walled garden with playstation and yeah. that's their strategy probably so because it, they're in the lead 
But in other words, it is still, I guess, a second party title for Xbox. Right. They own something in, in stake in it, and right. so they have a say. Uh, interesting. It would yeah. be awesome on PlayStation, obviously. Mm -hmm. But I'm, I'm happy it's on Switch. Like, that's the ideal platform. It is. Just yes. like Ding Dong XL. <laughs> Seriously, that's the preferred. Really, there Switch is the ideal platform for everything. Yeah, right. Did you guys play Cuphead <laughs> at all true. on Xbox? Yeah, uh, PC. Yeah, I played it for a second on PC. I was like, uh, I don't know. Yeah, I played so it at events and stuff, and you know me. I was just like, this is grueling. This is not why I play games. I don't oh want to be God, constantly so beat down and told I suck. I get that enough from my wife. I love it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I no, love She's very supportive. It is her. so brutal. It takes so much like persistence, concentration. So I was playing it on stream, and one, people love to watch you fail at that game. Uh, there's nothing better than watching somebody fail at Cuphead and probably Dark Souls mm -hmm. and Sekiro soon. Uh, the second thing is, and I have the clip, I actually should make sure I've archived this clip entirely. The earthquake at like two or three a.m. in the morning, I'm sitting there playing freaking Cuphead and I've got my headphones on, I was like immersive and it actually was exploding on screen and it took me a hot second to figure out that I was shaking in like real life. <laughs> and I was like, whoa, so earthquake. <laughs> and I was like, all right, back to the game. I <laughs> mean, disconnected. I remember that. That's uh, yeah, it was insane. I will real. always have that memory with Cuphead. 40. I was streaming while mm -hmm. freaking playing Cuphead. The, the thing about Cuphead, honestly, is that it's not comparable, I'd say, to like the Souls games and that type of stuff because everything is over in a minute. Like the boss fights last a minute and a half. You're as good as you are, yeah. No, no. You mean like, if you do them, yes. Yeah, succeeding if at you them know takes a minute and a half. And it's like then going back. And that's why I think it's really great is that it's designed to be every boss fight has kind of phases, right? And like when yeah. you when you die, you Maybe. see the little flag checkpoints and see how how many phases you you made it through. And it's like once you lose fifteen times and you realize like okay, I, I know I can that make it to phase thing. two easily. I just need to keep going, keep going. But the time you beat it, it's a minute and a half. Yeah. Like some of them are less than a minute. And it's like that's what I love about it is that it's not ever asking you to do something that's super difficult for five ten minutes at a time. I see shit that you have to memorize that long of a sequence. Yeah, yeah. but they, even that they they randomize some of those patterns. But once you know what you're looking for, oh, it's, it's an amazing game. I mean, everybody already knows it. I can't, I'm can't wait for more people to play. It's going to sell Switch. so well yeah, on the Switch. It oh really my is. god, it's the can't perfect platform for it, except for the loading apparently. Uh, Blood Roots, Greg. <laughs> Blood Roots. Yeah, we did a party mode here on uh, YouTube.com/slash Kind of Funny Games. Uh, it's full disclosure. This is a pop agenda game, and so if I'm going to say that I like it, which I do, chill. Obviously, Jen uh, is doing <laughs> PR and marketing for it. She did this for Cuphead as well, but I don't. Cuphead. I, don't, I ain't got shit to say about Cuphead. So yeah. <laughs> whatever. Uh, no, Blood Roots is really fun. Uh, the party mode. I think you should go check it out. The party mode is time trials, right? But the idea here is that yeah, you're this wilderness dude in his bearskin cap, and you have to go through and kill all these people. You kill everybody in an area to then advance to the next one however it's more than just punching right it is you go through and can pick up anything in the environment and use it as a weapon and it's uh real fast it's about going as quickly as you can so when you actually are feeling it and going person to person thing to thing you're spinning the ladder the ladder touches the fire and gets on fire and it's more powerful you pick up the sword and all these weapons have different attacks and cannonballs and all this stuff it gets to it, they want it to be this like action movie right that never ends it's kind of like Jackie Chan meets the Revenant thing is what they were talking about with it and <laughs> okay the elevator pitch for this is amazing I mean, and it I'm, feels that way and it was you know when we were I I hadn't, hadn't thought of it much as like this is what they've done at PAXs before where you play and try to set the times and stuff and they were doing it uh, yesterday at the Nindies thing we went to uh Playing it that way, you're like, oh, that makes so much sense, and it is such a cool way to do it. And doing it locally, where we were cha challenging each other's times, it was really smart. And even getting 
to watch, you know, Kevin went dead last and still couldn't learn from everything we had done in the same way I watched Yay. Nick fail at a bunch of stuff and I couldn't, I, I was watching Nick fail and I'm like, oh, well, duh. And then I got in there and it would throw me off and I couldn't do it and I would get hung up on what the challenge was where I died. But then the thing I had beaten no problem before screwed me. I was like, damn it. It's like, it's that fun. It's like what you're talking about, like one more match, right? It's the same idea here of like, I can get this. I can do this if I just go through and do it that way and that way. And, and you know, not like a, Ape out or whatever, where the le levels are procedurally generated, you don't know really where you're going. This one, like when you die and restart or where you go, the people are all in the same spots. When mm. we did multiple matches, they were all in the same spots. So you can survey the field, and even once you have beaten it, imagine coming back and trying to do it better and better. But the art style is really cool. I thought that was good. Uh, the gameplay's fun. I like all the different things you can use and do. So go check out the party mode if you want to know more. Awesome. And then the next up was NeoCab. NeoCab, yes. When we were watching the Nindy Showcase, we were doing that thing where we were trying, oh, that one's for me, oh, that's not for me, blah, blah. This when, is a Greg Miller ask I'm like, what a game where all I do is talk to people. Color me interested, right? <laughs> this is an emotional roller coaster of a game. The trailer looked great, and it had like almost like a... Uh, Neo Tokyo, Tokyo Archer style to it, right? Is what I thought looking at it, right? Because yeah. it's a, it's those deep and dark purples and pinks, right? With but with that kind of archery like black hard line uh, outlook or whatever. And the idea here is that you drive an Uber in the, in this weird future, right? And you're driving through the streets of this made up California town, and the story it's all story based, right? And so the story is that you came to town and reconnected with your best friend. Uh, you guys hadn't talked, I think, in a year, maybe a little bit more. But you've come back to town. You're gonna move in with your friend. You're gonna set everything straight. And that first night your friend goes missing and so now you have to drive the car to earn enough money to keep going to try to figure out what's going on and it's one of those games you know they talked about it uh, I forget what they the, I had it in my notes on this these are my notes from playing not my notes from uh, watching the thing but they talked about it being like you know an emotional roller coaster or something to that effect and they showed like uh, uh, like basically like a JRPG chart of like your emotions and what colors we, they the were. Feel grid or something like that. Yeah, right. I wish I had one of those. Oh, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it'd be nice to know how we're actually all feeling. Uh -huh. But what's cool about that is the game is meant. It's you know it's basically takes place over a week is what they were saying. It's meant to be played multiple times. There's 21 characters in the game. Uh, you can't meet them all and engage with them all as you do it uh, the, your, through one playthrough because your emotional spectrum based on the conversations you're having based on the outcomes of the conversations and what's going on your emotional spectrum then can only like somebody will get in the car and they're happy but if you're angry then you're not going to be able to have your certain question or uh, dialogue options will be grayed out right or mm -hmm. be changed between them because of the emotional state you're in so you have to play through it and then play off of it and then kind of you know be a good uber, uber driver right and play off who's in the car and what do they want to <laughs> hear or are you mad or you want to it's really a fascinating idea of it right and so you have to keep your star rating up otherwise you get bounced from being an uber <laughs> driver which is like a game over because if you do you can't afford to story. Sleep somewhere, charge your car. Like it's like a resource thing because it's charging your car. Sleep. Where do you go? Like there's a map and to figure mm -hmm. out where you want to go to try to get rides and stuff like that. Uh, it's it's this weird yes. emotional story that's re resource management that's driving an Uber. I'm like yes, yes, a thousand times I want to play this entire thing. I can't uh, wait. That's hilarious. It's called emo cab. I mean, yeah, I think that, I mean that's pretty much what they're giving off, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Interesting, but yeah, it's super cool. That, that sounds awesome. I feel yeah. like uh, uh, someone who was an Uber driver aspiring to make game that's made this game. Maybe it's sure. So like, I don't know. It feels almost like something that is reflecting on you know their life as life an Uber driver. Art. Sure. Well, I mean, it's like it's definitely taking like right all these themes we we all have right of those weird conversations you have in Uber and yeah. like somebody's been like, how do I make a game out of that? And then figuring out how to do it. I got thrown out of one once. So. Out of an Uber? Yeah. What'd you do? It was, a, I don't even, well, a little bit. 
Very fast. So he, he friend this. No, up, I'm I didn't. Sure. This guy was a jerk. Uh, so I got in. Uh, no, no, sorry. I called the Uber and it's pulling up. It's an Uber pool, by the way. So there's a couple people, but whatever. He's pulling up and windows are all closed up and he's looking at me and he's doing this and he's waving me into the car. And I was like, I, I, th I thought he was telling me go ahead. And I'm like, I, I don't know. And I opened the door. He's like, get in, man. And I was like, what? You know, I was like hopped in. I was like, what's up, man? Everything cool? He's like, yeah, busy street. And I was like, oh yeah. I was like, well, you can pick me up anywhere, man. doesn't matter. You didn't have to like wave me in or you could call me. And he's just like, started to get snappy with me. And so we went back and forth a few times. He's like, you know what, man? I don't like this, get out of the car. And I was like, what? And he drops me off in like the middle of the ghetto. Wow. Of course I wrote Uber a very big write up. And I'm sure uh, you hopefully did. they I'm sure you did. It was so lame, man. Throwing me out of the car. So I don't know if you're gonna do. I don't know if you're gonna do well at Neo Cab. Yeah, Neo Cab, you might not. You're not gonna have the emotional spectrum. I feel to really see all 21 characters. Oh man, swim sanity, Greg. Swim sanity. This is a real short one. Uh, two brothers are working on this game. Right, it's their idea. I think they have a third partner now doing art or whatever. Uh, one of the brothers, big kind of funny fan. So shout out to him. Uh, multiplayer game. You saw? Did you see this? You remember this one during it? Uh, the Nindies. It's the one where you're oh, underwater yeah. swimming, you're shooting, it's like, you know, uh, twin snakes shooting all mm -hmm. in different directions, uh, m moving for, to whatever side. So the, I, I played both competitive and then cooperative. Uh, competitive is what you'd imagine, right? It's all of us swimming around the map, right? Shooting at each other. There's different power-ups that we can earn. Like, you have an ultimate, pretty much, that you're building up to that you can unleash, which you like, you know, for one of them was you turn into a tank that, that you, so you can't take damage, but you have this giant gun that's a one-hit kill, but it moves slowly and stuff like that. There's, you know, healing uh, ones you can do in a uh, cooperative play like that. Um, you're going around. I thought swimming in competitive, and this is just the style of the game, I think, felt slow to me. But, but of course, you're underwater, so that's the kind of the point, I think. There is a, a dash button, right? Everyone's up. favorite levels, underwater. Exactly, levels. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But there, there's, Thanks, there is a dash button to get away from stuff and move around. But, you know, since I'm twin stick shooting, right, like my thumb's already down here, my finger's already on the triggers, it was weird to jump up and do it. But I think it's like that's what the balance of the gameplay was. So I, long story short, I'm playing competitive. I'm like, okay, it's bright. It's colorful. I don't know. I'm not really enjoying this part of it, though. Probably a game I'll skip out on. You know what I mean? And then the cooperative part, where it was all of us PvE, that was a lot more fun, I felt like. We played the one that I think is in the trailer of what looks to be, I think it's the giant orca or whatever. It's the black and white fish, at least, with really gross teeth, gnarly teeth coming at you or whatever, right? Yeah, so that's, that's we start the level, and he's like, come on, we got to go. And so we're all swimming, and we're all attacking all these different things. We're all building up to our own ultimates that, like, I was terrible at the game, so I need to use the heal on myself. But I could have used it on other people uh, when everybody had them and like we were close to the big fish You could set them all off together dude. like one giant super ultimate, but Going forward is similar like, you know being underwater in Mario You're fighting all these different guys that are coming at you. You have a health bar that's dropping if you get hit but then it would be like a different pathways to go and so then it, uh, up top there'd be things anchored by giant chains but we could blow apart the chains to go through but then it would come down and like block other people so like there's this thing of trying to go trying to get through everything and work together while keeping your ultimates up and doing all these different things. I thought the cooperative for me would be the way to play it. And I think it would make a really good party mode of us all swimming through trying to do stuff. Cause the, cool. you know, the, the entire time the giant fish or whale was coming at us and you know, it did get us Crash in the end. Spoilers. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Mm. But it was cute. It was fun. And you know, it's a cool story of just two guys who wanted to make a game and they're self-taught. They've been making, you know, working on this. So, Another cool. two guys making a game story, Creature in the Well. This I is am. one of the ones, if you had Neo Cab, I had Creature in the Well. When sure. I saw that, I'm like, I want to play this game. This looks awesome. It's like Hyperlight Drifter meets Breakout slash Pinball. Huh. Kind of weird. Yeah. Uh, but it's isometric and you're you're walking around like hack and slash style. But you 
are hacking these balls, like orb, like light balls that bounce off and hit different um, mm. things in the environment that'll light up or disappear. And like it's it it's very mechanical looking, uh, where there's like the world's kind of built like a pinball machine. Um, so a lot of bouncing off and stuff. You can kind of charge the the ball up with one of your weapons and then hit it with another one, which will slice the ball. So multiple balls will go. And like you're getting all these like it's your score is the light balls bouncing off things and kind of getting your light meter up. And then you use your light meter to open up different doors. And it kind of becomes uh, this give and take of you. Can, there's a ton of different rooms and you have to decide, do I want to go left? Do I want to go right? And you don't need to do both. But if you do both and you get more lights, which allows you to get better weapons, and it's kind of just that loop I already started seeing where I'm just like, all right, like it is definitely designed to allow you to critical path it where you are just doing the straight challenges. But it's always worth it to go the other way because you'll find a room that is just kind of a lineup where you shoot one ball and it just goes and you're just like racking up scores. Gotcha. Uh, and then that's kind of like the most satisfying part of pinball. Which oh, yeah. you would know. Heck yeah. Fran, love pin, the, pinball. the pinball wizard. Fran now, Maribella. did Sam uh, Claiborne and IGN is the pinball wizard, but I do love pinball. And yeah. Every time I go somewhere with it, I have to play. So. You, uh, this you guys need to see Fran Maribella play Oh, yeah. Play it's more pinball. the experience of watching me. Like, it's so physical. <laughs> it the way that he makes love to that sexual. machine, man. Oh, my God. But no, <laughs> you seriously. You little, little yeah. shake. <laughs> oh, my God. But, but seriously, like, you know what I'm talking about, right? It's like when you get that ball oh and it's just like bouncing off the like jackpot or whatever the hell it's called. And this game kind of has that feeling a lot um and it's really it's really cool where it's the risk versus reward of like how much am i willing to to go out of my way to get that you know kind of exhilarating feeling um the game looks really cool it's very 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 cinematic like it reminded me a lot actually of mm -hmm. uh the go games like lara croft go and sure. mm -hmm. um uh deus ex like go monument, and stuff uh, yeah. where it's like when you're when you're going through and like the camera will just shift and like crazy monsters are like moving through and it's really impressive to me how you can make a very, very, very simple looking game feel grand and, and cinematic. Sure. Uh, but they did a great job with that. Uh, control wise, I didn't love it. Mm -hmm. I, and I found myself wanting to have certain buttons flipped. And I was asking them if like we, we can do that. And they're like, no. I was like, but that's good. Good feedback. Yeah. Maybe we can see if we, yeah. can, we can get that fixed. Because like, I just couldn't fully wrap my head around. Because you're, you're moving and aiming with the same stick. It feels like it should be a tw twin stick shooter at certain points, but oh, it's not. Okay. Yeah, it, so you with your triangle button, right? Or I'm just—I know it's on Switch, but yeah. I'm not good at the fucking buttons. Triangle <laughs> is you're kind of like you charge up the light, and then square would be you hit the light away, and or no, it's it's the flip of that. But in my mind, that's what right. it should be. No, so I kept X, like fumbling y, that. But on top of that, it's like you'll charge the light, and then with the same stick that you're moving with, you aim to hit it into one of the bumpers. And then you have to hit the other button to hit it off. And then eventually, as things get harder, you need to bounce it, bounce it, bounce it, and like keep catching it and like baseballing it away. Wait, what does the right stick do? Nothing. Nothing. Oh, yeah. right. Yeah, I would have that But I keep thinking option. it's going to. So mm. it's like, this is definitely one of those examples of like, I'm just not playing the game the way that they want me to. I'm also very stressed out because the, the developer's right here, and mm -hmm. I feel very embarrassed um, that my gameplay is absolutely horrible, and somebody next to me is accidentally capturing my gameplay instead of theirs <laughs> on the handheld thing. And I had to be like, hey, you could use that, but you, you don't, don't want, want to. it. You want to come in. <laughs> but that's, but that, that, I hate that when something 
is isn't intuitive. And granted, it is a person by person thing a lot of times, but then it is in some other times where there are natural things we all look for in controls, right? That you think should work this way. And when it doesn't, it does throw it off and it does take away from the experience of trying to relearn how to do that. And I, I'm sure that like when I have it and I can kind of dedicate a yeah. bit more sure, to yeah. it, I mean, like I might be able to, I didn't have it click. I guess I that's doubt the you thing. didn't. And I, I didn't play this demo. I watched you play for a little bit. You didn't start at the very beginning of the game, I assume, uh, right? I, like, I think I did. Oh, okay. Well. But. I don't know. And like again, like the challenge ramp, ramped up accordingly. Like it yeah. felt it felt appropriate. It felt right. It's just I I was fucking up. I knew I was fucking up, but I kept feeling I was like, fuck, I like I know what I want to do and I'm just not doing yeah. it. You should have been like, guys, don't worry, I'm good at cuphead. <laughs> yeah, oh trust <laughs> yeah. me, Greg was behind me actually like saying that. Yeah. So brought it and it became a joke here time. and now now the cuphead's back. I can use it all the time. All the day. Uh, so time. whenever I was yelling, you tell these guys you beat cuphead. But I mean well, Cuphead's cool. another example though, and it's like I don't want to sound like a broken record with this shit, but it's like when controls don't work the way that you want them to, Intuitive it, can, it can totally kill a game. And the Cuphead's default control scheme is trash. Like, I don't know how they thought people could play the game that way. Like, you'd need to lobster claw the entire time. Do. And it's like, it it is just so crampy and so horrible. And the, the so thing about crampy. the game... That's it's good. So, that's so good. Crappy. I don't think people say that, but, but that's a good way to describe the, a but game the, uh, with bad, but, bad controls. But the <laughs> so the best crampy. thing about it is it's fully customizable, so you can do whatever you want. You can change it, and I love it. I know I'm like, okay, cool. This works how I want it to, and I just feel like every game I, should have that option. I actually think it's interesting is that when you're making an indie game and you sure you don't have a lot of resources, but how hard is it to add that in? Because that could be a huge barrier to entry the first time people try. So maybe that is something that folks need to prioritize more, like just customizable controls could go really far in taking someone past the, you know what? It's not for me, right? Because I, I, mean, cry I do was the think same it's thing important. For me. Yes, exact. Dude, same problem, dude. Perfect for bringing it up. The default controls make no freaking sense. And it took me a while. I was like, I got to change up Devil May Cry controls. None of it makes any sense. Yeah, so, but they let you. Yeah, they let you clicks. do it. And then it totally works. Yeah. Yeah. I looked at the, I was looking at the footage. It kind of looks, yeah, a little, almost like Hades as well. Yeah, it I was does. Playing Hades. You almost want that, hitting a ball around the room, destroying stuff i get it but in hades you can do what you're talking about you can target with the right six i get why you would want to do that and i get from Seeds a gameplay perspective it's like they're not trying to make that game like they're not trying no, to make the right stake work which which is fine i just feel like i was struggling with it and again i need more time with it like, i don't like this game is cool and so much about it i want to go back to it april 18th no 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 that's for katana zero but let's talk about Katana Zero. Summer 2019 yeah. is did you get to, anyway. Did you get to play it? Minimal hands-on with it. Okay, I, I got to I, play for 10 minutes maybe. Yeah. I, I watched over the shoulder for, I watched Andre Seegers hog the thing. He didn't let Andre me play. Did. I came back in before I had to leave. I watched somebody else hog the whole thing and then I had to go <laughs> to another demo. But from everything I saw, I'm all about this game. That's the problem, Katana in quotes, Zero. is that was the start of the show. Everybody wanted to play it. Yeah. Everybody wanted to, to get multiple hands on with it. Watching people play. It was so great because we were in this room with like, I don't know, 60 people in it, I would say. Yeah. All playing different games. And this one kid was that was, was just playing over and over. Was she just hogging it the whole time? <laughs> no, it wasn't. But but no, this one kid was playing like this one room was just fucking his day up. And he was like trying <laughs> over and over and over. And then eventually out of nowhere, he just goes, Yes! <laughs> and like everyone stopped and like looked over and it was so scary, but everyone again had That's that moment. A good side. They had this moment where they're like, You did it, man. Good for <laughs> you. Yeah, like yeah, yeah, it was great. That's yeah. just like Cuphead. <laughs> Same deal. Exactly. Uh but yeah, Katana Zero, man. It it just looks like the word cool turned into a video game. Yeah. It's like all the things that you could want. All right. 2D side great, scroller. great pixel art. 2D side scroller that has the kind of um ambition of the messenger mixed with the quick 
you fuck up, you get to do it again of Celeste, mm-hmm. uh, mixed with just the coolest 80s synth soundtrack. Yeah. Like, all of it, it's just like, I'm totally into this. And there's like a, a rewind time feature uh, going on. And on top of that, they have a very unique storytelling mechanic where you can you talk to your therapist about the adventures that you had that day, but like so you can Tomb Raider, you, you, you can skip, <laughs> but you can skip it if you want, and that'll affect the gameplay and story. Oh, and really? I'm like, this is cool. I love that. That was the thing. Like, or from, until dawn, that's what it is. Yeah, exactly. From the trailer, like that, and getting your drugs. It's like this is. It's got the Celeste vibe. It's got the Hotline Miami vibe. It's got the messenger visual style, right? Uh, but it's like there seems to be an undercurrent of something else happening there, right? That I'm like in, really into, as well as into you know one hit kit. You get hit, hit once you're dead, but you can you know shoot around the level with your uh, like ninja skills, and then you can hit the bullets back at people. Mm-hmm. And I'm like this seems awesome. So to me, the messenger vibe that I'm getting is the oh, there's something else going on here, yeah, uh, yeah. type of thing. Where it's like I think visually, it's actually very unique. Um, this is a, a type of pixel style that like we haven't really seen. It reminds me more so of a pixelated metal slug. Yeah. Um, okay. Than than a lot of the other type of platformers we've been seeing recently, um, but it looks really cool. It looks challenging, but not like beat you over the head difficult. Yeah, yeah. Um, and the story elements seem cool because it's like it's a two D platformer. But then yeah, you'll talk to characters and like options will come up and you can choose one of them or you can just choose to like essentially put in your headphones and hit play on a cassette and it's just this rocking eighties music. It's like very very cool. Um, I watched multiple people play through uh, the same sections I did and make different choices. It seemed to really affect what was going on. Um, and yeah, you take drugs to slow down time. Oh, yeah, and, you do. <laughs> and it does cool things where um, you'll be in a hallway and there's like a, a vent fan going and you need to try to get through it. If you try to slow like, down time, if you try to dash through, you'll die. It puts you back in the beginning of the room. You have to go through again and slow down time. But the effects are cool where the, the fan is like animated in 3D coming towards mm-hmm. you so it's like it's playing with depth in a way that i thought was really interesting and it does the whole kind of like um the silhouette thing that we've seen a bazillion times now like starting with like donkey kong country returns where mm-hmm. it's like you get those levels that are just beautiful art style limbo even uh, yeah. i would say um but i feel like this from what i've seen kind of it looks awesome. adds a gameplay mechanic to it where um and we've seen it before like in sonic mania some of the levels had it but you can kind of go behind the the the, the foreground and that'll affect what can hit you and what can't mm. so it's very cool very exciting and that that one's april 18th shout out uh, when, when we are shout out to the keen-eyed kind of funny best friends and then uh the developer justin when we were watching this it popped up and you're like oh i've heard of this game and i was like man i haven't this looks awesome i can't believe i didn't know about this game walked in literally walked to the couch Justin, the developer, saw me, came over, he was like, oh, hey, you're Greg, right? I'm like, yeah. He's like, hey, I just wanted to thank you. I don't know if you remember, four years ago, I came and showed this game on your GDC live stream. I was like, wow. No, I don't remember that. I don't that. remember I mean, that at all. I will though. be honest with you. I don't remember that, but that makes sense. It might. It was either, yeah, it was at Patreon. So it might have been like, remember how they we did. We switched off. People, yeah, so. there was that. And then we did the party on top of like our all day stuff. So it might have been one of the party ones where we mm. didn't actually book it. It was that like the indie mix people brought people through. Because, yeah, that either game. Way, and, and regardless, I was like, this is this is what I want to play it's, right it's, now. It's, like a, it's a standout, man. Uh, six years, I think. Six, uh, wow. And and the biggest, the last thing I want to say about it and the thing that I'm most excited about is I think Celeste was such a game changer because it added the the story elements to a 2D platformer and it made the story feel like it affected the gameplay and, and made me want to push harder to find out what's happening and all of that. And I feel like this is uh, next level, next step in that as well, where it's like they're taking it, but it's a totally different vibe 
Um, so very excited it, for it Katana Zero. It's not been on my radar, but I have to say, listening to you talk about it and looking at it, uh, the hype meter went way up. It looks cool. It looks so cool, and I love like the whole retro synth vibe with like guitar. It yeah. has got guitar, so, too. So you keep mentioning Celeste. It. What did you think of the music and stuff in Celeste? It's great. Yeah, <laughs> those two guys made it over there. Uh, Wait, what? That's what it is. <laughs> oh, my God. We're the sound designers. Nice. <laughs> Holy shit. Yes. Life's really, really, really weird. But, yeah. Oh, my God. Terrible. Thank you guys for making <laughs> I mean, it. I know he loved it. I know he loved Celeste. Yeah. So I took a shot. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. Whatever. That's, that's so, why I recognize the yep. guy with the beard on yeah. stage at Dice all the time. Yeah. yeah. All awards. the time. They walked in. With, Adam walked in. I was like, oh, yeah, Adam's going to be on the show. And then they walked in. I was like, oh, my God. Did I double book devs? And I don't remember the other devs. And then he DM me. He's like, oh, the Celeste guys are like, that's why I know I remember from the oh, awards last night. Oh, fuck, that's so awesome. Congrats. Well, you guys made one of my favorite games of all time, so thank you for that. Um, my friend Pedro. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah I played this yeah. too. I did not get hands-on with this one. I did. It, I don't understand. I, it's a game I want to sit down and play start from the start. Because jumping in, you look at it, and you're like, oh, my God. You, you've seen it, right, Jason? This Devolver one, slow motion, you're talking to a banana. It, it's kind of like... I didn't watch the Nindy thing. I was at a panel at. Oh, okay, okay. Well, this one's been at a lot of PAXs and stuff. Devolver's been uh, doing this one for a while. This one, I always thought looked like, oh, it's Deadpool. And then playing, I'm like, oh, it's a Deadpool game, which is great. That's fine. It's cool. Like, you don't heal, but I mean, it is like you're wearing a mask. You're crazy enough to talk to a banana. He's giving you missions. Like, whatever. Cool. And he's a talking banana. Um, I always thought, looking at it, and Kevin's showing it right now, uh, like how slow, how slow people are moving and stuff. I was like, oh, okay, like, that's like some kind of bullet time thing, right? It's not like that's, that's how you game. move in the game. And so jumping in, I was like, time is so "Oh, I didn't expect it." Well, even some of this, it looked like that. Uh, that's like you see what's happening here. Like he speeds up a little bit there, but I never, I don't know. It never got super fast for me, and I was like, "I don't understand what's happening." Is it just this level? Oh is God. it not? Is it something I'm missing? Is it whatever? Interesting. And so like, I like it. It is something I want to do more with. It, it, it also wasn't easy if that makes sense like looking at that it looks so good to do cool shit it was me it's twin stick again so i'm moving my so i'm running in and like my back's to the wrong i'm like oh fuck i'm shooting i gotta do this whole thing and come over here and i'm shooting it was like i felt like an idiot for a lot of part of it but it's it was fun to like uh be crazy be doing these crazy moves if you spin like in a circle like or yeah in a circle as you move you can dodge bullets that way you can flip tables and go into cover behind them you can shrink down into a little somersault ball and go through things like it, it's got something there it I looks like there's a rhythm there too that like exactly. you just need to, to and that was understand. my thing i think for sure i was i don't even know if i was at the start of the demo because it was literally just an unattended switch that i picked up and so i was like restart the level and so i was deep into it so i don't understand all the mechanics it, it Left me not like holy shit! I can't wait, but definitely where I'm like I I want to see this through. I want to uh, get it from the beginning and see what it's all about. It looks cool, man. Yeah, it's yeah. like it's like uh, Matrix meets John Wick meets what's the game with like the floppy arms that you like try to knock uh, Gang Beasts. Yes, yeah. it's almost. Mm. It looks a little like you have yeah, those yeah, arms, yeah, yeah. but then you're also John Wick, and they're just like spinning around and stuff. It looks cool. There was a sequence in the trailer where he's like on a barrel, like shooting everyone around him. Um, it looks really cool, man. Also excited about that one. June 2019 is what Steam says. Yeah. Getting out of the, the Nindies, Greg. Indies Oculus can go to hell. Quest. <gasps> Oculus Quest blew my goddamn mind. Saw this post. Yeah. It got me excited. So uh, the backstory to this is uh, Oculus people, uh, a friend of mine who used to do PR, or, you know, PR friend who did PR at Activision forever, who I've known forever, is always trying to get me to do Oculus stuff. I'm like, nah, nah, PlayStation VR or death. 
thank you very much. And then it was like, all right, cool, we have Beat Saber stuff. And I'm like, all right, now I'm listening. Mm-hmm. What's happening? Yeah. And so when they were getting ready to do the Beat Saber uh, DLC pack, there was like, hey, can we? Do, what, how could we work with you guys for an announcement of that? And then it was, all right, cool, we want to announce that Beat Saber is going to be one of the launch games for Oculus Quest. Could we do something around that? And we went around for a while. And this is not a great fit for us. But I, she's like, well, you have to come to the event then. I'm like, all right, cool. And so... I was totally late. It was Monday night. We filmed extra stuff here. So we were running late. I got down there after dropping Porty off. There was 30 minutes left in the event. And so it was immediately like, oh my gosh, all right, cool. Come upstairs. And they took me upstairs and like, here's the Beat Saber devs. And I got to finally meet them like face to face. And I was like, oh man, that's great. Love the game. You're so great. And so it was cool. And I was like, all right, well, here, you got to go. Like, there's, we're running out of time at 8 o'clock. They shut this event down. Here's the quest. Here's the sticks. All right. So I put the quest on, put, grab the sticks, and I hit to play. And it went play. And then I could hear it. And I was like, wait. And I'm, I mean, I'm in VR, but I'm like, wait, where are the headphones? Because no one put the headphones on me. There was, oh, and there wow. were, there were hey. no little headphones that slid down off the sides. You know what I mean? And they're like, no, they're built into the band. So the band has right, the stereo speakers, yeah, projecting it's like those neck headphones you can get where it like exactly. Projects but these up. ones are just perfectly built Vibrations. in. I didn't notice them all. Now, granted, I put the headset on in two seconds, but I wasn't paying attention. And I was like, "Oh my gosh, that's awesome!" I start playing Beat Saber. It is it is Beat Saber as I've played on Oculus Survive. You know what I mean? And I've uh, you know my lion's share of my ninety nine percent of what I've played of Beat Saber, of course, is PlayStation VR, where I was playing every day for a long time. And I'm playing, and I, immediately I'm like. Yep, this is Oculus. Like the tracking is flawless. It's great. I feel in complete control. Whereas with PlayStation VR, every so often I'll see like my my left stick, you know, start yeah, turning around tilts. and do stuff. And usually it's fine when I use it, but it will wig out a little bit, and I have to like snap it in or stay out of the direct sunlight or stuff like that at home. <laughs> but uh, I'm doing it. It's great. I'm going, and I'm I start to notice. I'm like, well, I'm dancing. Like they have the mat down, right? They have the rug down there, and I notice that I'm off the mat, but I'm like totally into it. I'm doing my thing, and I'm not. You're outside now. I'm you not walked out. <laughs> of the I, I hear the sunlight, and it works. Still. I hit Phil Harrison right in the head. I'm I'm on the stage with him at Google. Uh, no, it, I finished the song, and I've been all over the room, and like super free. It's super light. It's great, and I pulled it off, and she was like, "Do you want another song?" And I was like, "No." And I looked around, I'm like, where are the cameras? And she's like, no, no, the cameras are in the headset. They're on the headset. Like, there's no external cameras to worry about. And I was like, okay, where's the PC? And she's like, did you not read the press? No, there's not. No, it's all, it's just the headset and the wands. And I was like, I need someone to explain this to me. I I totally went in there like a moron, not understanding anything. I'm thinking it was, because it was like, oh, Quest is the new wireless Oculus. I was like, oh, okay, cool. It's like the HTC Vive we have from the Amazon streams, right? That has no wires. I get it. It's still tethered to the system. It's still tethered to cameras. I didn't realize this was a standalone solution to VR. And it was just what you use. Four hundred dollars. It's the headset. Mm-hmm. It's the the wands, and you're playing it, right? And that's why there. It was a big deal. It finally clicks of like, oh, Beat Saber's a launch game because they can't. It's not the entire Oculus library, right? They're gonna have to make games for this, do all these different specs for it. And so, yeah, it was uh, a legitimately like, oh my god, moment for me. Of mm-hmm. I, I'm an idiot for coming in completely unprepared, not looking at all of what the quest was, but it was also. It's kind yeah. of exciting to this experience is it that way. Totally. Out. And that You're was like, the wait, thing what? of like, I, and like, <laughs> I, I, I was surprised again because I was unprepared for it and thought I was really just going to, oh, cool. Yeah, I'm going to see what this thing's about, whatever. I, when I tweeted about it, like the immediate reaction people had was like, number one, that's so great. And then number two, but like, what about, what are the visuals like? Are they totally yeah, degraded? Are they blah, 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 blah. And what, so keeping in mind that I played it, not understanding I should be looking for that, right? I played that, and to me, that was Oculus. Now, again, I don't have, I don't play Oculus 
ever unless it's like you know we're doing the streams or whatever or it's an event so i can't sit here and tell you oh my god yeah it looks just like every other oculus game or it looks like what it looks like what i remember beat saber on oculus looking like in vive looking like which means to me that it looks great because playing beat saber on playstation vr i'm like yep screen door effect everything's a little bit duller it's not as sharp still a great looking game but not as sharp as it is when i use it if when I took it off, they would have been like, yeah, you've been playing on a real Oculus. I'd be like, oh, it makes sense. Cool. What's the next game? You know what I mean? Like, it looked that good to me. I'm not the guy who can compare it Oculus to Oculus, mm-hmm. you know, that put, compared to PlayStation VR. I think it looks better than PlayStation VR. So that's a, a feather in its cap. And then the other thing I would say is that they were like, oh, let's see, we want to show you a couple other things. I went downstairs, right? Uh, played another game there that was a completely different game. It was on a real Oculus. I was tethered, which immediately I put that on. I'm like, oh. Oh, no, I've tasted greatness. I can't do this. Oh, no. (laughs) But you put it on, and that game, while completely different than Beat Saber, that game to me looked worse than Beat Saber. So this is the thing of trying to compare this, right? I didn't, having extensive Beat Saber knowledge, playing playing, uh, pop stars in Beat Saber on Oculus Quest, I thought it looked awesome and great, and you couldn't, it it wouldn't be what I was expecting. If you were to hand me, you know, my phone in a VR thing, I know what it's going to look like and what quality I'm going to get. This tricked me not knowing that I was getting into that in a blind taste test. I would have been like, oh, yeah, sure, this is what Beat Saber looks like on Oculus. I should have just recorded you and made that the commercial for the... (laughs) You know what? They might still. (laughs) This might be a very long quote There was cameras. But loved it. I thought, yeah, I was totally in. It's it's crazy. You know, I I, I talk about it. I was doing the Beat Saber stuff every day in December after it launched, right? And it wasn't until January when Jen and I went to uh, uh, Montreal that I've totally fell off and haven't gotten back on it, right? Because it was vacation, and I'm not going to bring my entire PlayStation VR with me and my unit, blah, blah, blah. This is such an awesome solution to that of, yep, just toss it in a bag. You know what I mean? It's a, it's a, it's the size of my travel kit with my toothbrush. Yeah. And, like, you know, uh, Rami uh, from Vlambeard, you know, tweeted this week of, like, he couldn't be without his Beat Saber on PlayStation, so he actually did bring his PlayStation and then bought another PlayStation <laughs> VR unit here Good and Lord. is selling that before he leaves. And it's like... What a weird little fix for this is, you know what I mean? Or have those kind of things. Interesting. Beat Saber's a great game, Chase. Yeah. Right? yeah I don't I know if you know this. I mean, I'm not a VR person. Well, I'll tell you right now, I'll make you. All right. Yeah. How many? It won two awards last night. I at already the GDC have food Wars. poisoning. You want me to do that? <laughs> <laughs> Literally. Wait. Actually, why aren't you a VR person? Because it makes me motion sick. Okay. Yeah, that's why. I get you. And also, I mean, I don't like the idea of shutting myself off. I live in New York. Fire uh, can yeah. break out at any time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> my the number one killer of people in New York. Many, many different things could break out, including. A zombie apocalypse. Greg, the final game to talk about today, World War Z. Right? Yeah. Uh, They they were trying to get me to go to see World War Z. They'd booked me. I'm a zombie guy or whatever. Uh, Another game I went in and I was like, you know what? I'm not going to look at it. I I remember vaguely last year someone trying to book me a World War Z thing. I remember an announcement of a World War Z game. Whatever. I'm not paying attention. Uh, I'll I'll go do this one. Went in there and it's Left 4 Dead in third person. I played it on PC. Uh, it was really beautiful. It ran really, really well, and it was a lot of fun. And this is really an interesting timing for it because we had just had on Games Daily a question back and forth over multiple days of if Left 4 Dead came out now, Left 4 Dead 2 even, would you pay $60 for it? It was a conversation that had come up, right? With everybody arguing about battle passes and add-on content and blah, 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 right? This game is the more modern take on that, I guess. And this is obviously from an hour-long demo where I played uh, PvP and PvE. Um, but it is what I 
am looking for. It is definitely something that's going to. I'm going to try to get Fran to play with me. That I that's yeah. going to when when you know pull me away from the division, but make me want to play shooters. Did you see that Turtle Rock is making their own? Oh yeah. Oh, bad, oh bad, yeah. bad. Uh, what is it? Bad for Blood yeah. or yes. Back for Battle blood? for Blood? Back for Blood. Back for Blood. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh, I can't wait. Yeah, but that's so far out, right? Mm-hmm. As all as was sure. as they had a headline. Uh, this one's April 16th. This one's coming out, and mm-hmm. I was like, oh my gosh! But it is Left for Dead in the way that they have right now. That's they, right next to Days Gone. Sorry to interrupt you, but. That's it's a good point. Bad too. timing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's really bad. Not, too many well, but it's going to be different, right? Because yeah. it is that this one's you know playing co-op with your friends. Oh, no, it's going to be different because Days Gone has freakers. Of course, remember Days Gone? They aren't zombies. Right. They are just infected humans. Right. About Division Episode yeah. One and like the raids, Greg. When is that happening? I don't. We don't I mean, come yet. on, don't worry. When don't that happens, yet. I'm going back to DC. Well, all right, I go where they, wherever the division <laughs> tells this agent to go, he goes. The outskirts. Don't you worry. But no, playing this one, it. It, it follows the Left 4 Dead formula of like it, launch, it sounds like it's going to wink and nod launch with four episodes they've said they've announced three wink and a nod so uh, every episode has three chapters you, every episode has its own cast of four characters uh, every episode has you playing through this and it is you play through it and it's like Left 4 Dead of get in there and have fun We're, let's not get bogged down in classes and there are class archetypes of like all right you know you're the grenader and i'm just the guns person blah blah, blah. uh but as you play in the pve part of it you are uh leveling up you're earning xp you're applying that to upgrades and like perks you want so you can start with like okay i at level seven i've unlocked the ability to start the game with the assault rifle rather than have to worry about finding an assault rifle as you go on top of that you are earning uh some kind of currency or leveling up i forget now to put into the guns so you can make your shotgun better you can make your assault rifle better there is a reason to keep coming back there along with perks and things like that more grenades so you run through and it's left for dead in terms of yeah we're shooting a bunch of zombies we're trying to get, do a bunch of different things but then it's pulling the i guess the only thing in my zombie opinion that makes world war z stand out in any way right was the pyramiding of zombies mm-hmm. so like oh, right. it was like we had been running through this thing we got to a garage we had to take over a space so we it was like the hurt the hordes coming or whatever we laid down all our defenses and then this a really impressive amount of zombies starts pouring in and they do start running up to the walls and they do start building up. So you had to take out the bases of them and mm-hmm. call it out for your friends and everybody's using these different turrets. And then, you know, later on it was, you know, all right, cool. This guy's got to work on the van. So two of us hang back to protect him. Two of the other people run off to get the different gas canisters. We have to get three canisters before they all get here, blah, blah, blah. It was really cool there. And then the PVP part was, PVPVZ. So it was player versus player with zombies all over the place. Mm. So we were competing with each other in a, a capture or a King of the Hill in domination kind of mode. And it was really fun there. And that has its own leveling up, its own uh, perk system and stuff, obviously, to make it apply there. I, I came in with no expectations, hadn't heard anything about this game other than the fact that it was being worked on. And I'm very excited for April 16th to get it. I think for sure it'll make a great yeah. party mode. I hope. That the fidelity that was running on the PCs we were, it will be how it is on console. That'd be my one concern, right? Because it was, man, this is running super smooth. And man, these zombies look all great. But if that looks like crap on PlayStation or whatever, that's a good problem. Hmm. 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 Sounds exciting. Tim's not sold. No, no, not not sold at all. Now a break for our sponsors. This episode of Gamescast is brought to you by Robinhood. Robinhood is an investing app that lets you buy and sell stocks, ETFs, options, and cryptos, all commission-free. While other brokerages charge up to $10 for every trade, Robinhood doesn't charge any commission fees, so you can trade stocks and keep all of your pro- profits. Plus, there's no account minimum deposit needed to get started, so you can start investing at any level. The simple, intuitive design of Robinhood makes investing easy for newcomers and experts alike. View easy-to-understand charts, 
charts and market data and place a trade in just four taps on your smartphone. You can also view stock collections such as 100 Most Popular. With Robinhood, you can learn how to invest in the market as you build your portfolio, discover new stocks, track your favorite companies, and get custom notifications for price movements so you never miss the right moment to invest. Robinhood is giving listeners of Kind of Funny Games cast a free stock like Apple, Ford, or Sprint to help you build your portfolio. Sign up now at greggy.robinhood.com. That's greggy.robinhood.com. And next up, shout out to Hims. 66% of men lose their hair by age 35. The thing is, when you start to notice that your hair is going away, it's a little too late. Nick Scarpino noticed, Andy Cortez noticed, and they jumped on this. They've been loving it. They've been using it for a very long time now. Um, How will you feel a year from now? If it's business as usual up there, a lot better than you might be feeling right now. That's for sure. Forhims.com is a one-stop shop for hair loss, skin, skincare, and sexual wellness for men. Uh, well-known generic equivalents to name brand prescriptions to help you keep your hair. Prescription solutions backed by science. It's the most important thing about this. There's no waiting rooms, no awkward in-person doctor visits. Save hours by going to forhims.com. It's so easy. You just answer a couple quick questions. The doctor will review and prescribe what you need, just like Andy did, just like Nick did. Uh, products are shipped directly to your door, so the you know, you can kind of keep things a little bit more discreet than you could. Otherwise, you can order now. Listeners get a free trial month of hymns for just $5 today. Right now, while supplies last, uh, restrictions apply. See website for full details. This will cost hundreds if you went to the doctor or a pharmacy. Go to forhymns.com slash kinda. That's F-O-R-H-I-M-S dot com slash kinda. Forhymns.com slash kinda. And we're back, ladies and gentlemen. Hmm. For the topic of the show... Tots, tots. I'm just going to call this predicting the next generation of video games. There's a lot of kind of things I want to throw out there. This week, huge, huge announcements. We got Google entering the the streaming race, the cloud gaming and all of that stuff going Cloudia. on. We have, you know, Epic Game Store, Steam kind of battling it out. And all, every day there's some new announcement of an exclusive or this or that. You know, we got the budding relationship between Microsoft and Nintendo. And what could that possibly mean? We got PlayStation out there being quiet. You know what I mean? They're in their ivory Buying. tower. They're just in their ivory Throwing tower. Throwing money out the windows. They don't things care. Going on. Then, then we got, you know, because of this Google Stadia situation, we got Stadia. an interesting thing brewing with uh, Twitch versus YouTube coming up as well. And mm. what that means for gamers, all that. Just want to throw all that in there. Jason, I feel like you'd be a good place to start with this. What are your thoughts? Which one of those should I address? Where do you want to start? Where do I want to start? Well, predictions. I mean, I predict there will be a new PlayStation and there will be a new Xbox. Maybe more than one if the rumors are to be believed. Um, And... Uh, I think it's pretty safe to say. I remember last year, around this time, I remember publishing an article that was like, guys, this is not coming for a while because there had been some other article um, on some some weird tech website that was like, PS5 might come out in 2018. And <laughs> I was just like, what? Um, but at <laughs> least, no at the very latest, that, yeah. 2019, I think by now it's pretty clear that these consoles are not coming out in 2019. Um, so we will see them next year in some capacity. Um, and... Yeah, I mean, it'll be interesting to see how they are all reacting to Google. We know Microsoft is doing Xbox X Cloud, which is their own streaming service. Um, it'll be interesting to see if they're all frightened of Google, if they don't know anything, if they're just like, whatever, like we're just going to do our own thing. It's it's interesting times. It's a battle in the heavens above the clouds with That's Microsoft and clouds. Google up there fighting for server space. Mm-hmm. It's exciting. Um, for me, my quick reaction, by the way, was like, I'm just glad that Google's doing it. What about the lag? What about whatever? They are making huge moves with tons of money as one of the biggest 
companies in the world and entering the space, it's gonna be similar maybe to what Apple does with like challenging Netflix and Amazon Prime stuff, but just the competition period is going to push people forward. And if I was Microsoft right now, I'd be like, okay, well on the plus side, uh, we can let them get out the door first and then we'll plan our reaction, you know? Mm, you. Um, but they're gonna have to, who knows? They might have seen something in the presentation like, dang, we're, we're, that is not in development yet, you know? Mm. The, maybe the instant play Did thing. you see the Phil Spencer letter or whatever that went up? Mm. It, yeah, it was a leak was interesting. from internal, what it was basically like, uh, he, I think he complimented the integration with YouTube. That he thought that was a th- uh, that, and what was the other thing? There was some uh, something else he complimented in the thing. Was but it, that, he it, was like, "We will be big at E3." That's yeah, he's like energizing right. times, right? I feel oh, like I honestly, I was talking to people about it at GDC yesterday who had missed it, right? And I and I know that uh, I've talked a lot about uh, my own passion, how exciting I find the streaming stuff to be, and I thought Microsoft did a better job of their first blush at this with their contained trailer of we're working on this thing and where it's test marketing, blah, blah, blah. Then Google did yesterday or whatever this week coming out with their presentation. Cause I thought the presentation seemed to get all the way up to let's make a big announcement and stopping. And I'm not saying yeah. it's not a big announcement, but it is the thing of, Hey, we're clarifying a whole bunch of stuff, but not telling you the hard facts. Well, so the thing to consider mm-hmm. is that this is a game developers conference and right, right now their big goal and has been for a long time is to recruit all these developers onto their platform. To, they're looking to buy companies. They're looking to invest in companies and fun games that are exclusive to Google Stadia. And obviously see Stadia. It's such a terrible name. I keep like already mispronouncing Stadia, Google Stevia. Um, and they keep, uh, they, they're, they're looking for a big, Big publishers to put their games on their sure. platform as well. So this was more of a pitch. It was kind of a pitch to the world, but it was more of a pitch to like That's fair. game developers. I, I get that, by the way. I do feel it's such a cop out of like, and by the way, coming from producers and I'm a producer and think about how to do these events. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. It was not a great opening at all to the presentation. It was, I was not a fan of that meeting. I agree. That is what happens at GDC. You're 110% right. I think it's a total cop out that whatever the planning went into, like we're gonna announce a brand new service for gamers. Uh This is for gamers and game developers are gamers. And so there's a way to come out with excitement also without the fakeness of it, right? We've seen uh, companies make the mistake. So I felt like presentation left much to be desired, but once they finally took them, I felt like forever to be like, and here's what it's really about, right? Mm -hmm. We're streaming from this, instantly jump in. That should have all happened within the first like three minutes. And then walk us through your technology and, and, and and your flops. And you don't like the Google later. CEO coming out and be like, I don't play games. <sighs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, I felt like it happened. That is what happens, by the way. Very powerful people that are in the executive chain be like, look, we're just going to keep it simple. We're going to do it like this. <laughs> I feel um, like it's well, a so what Phil Harrison said, he's the guy in charge of Google yeah. Stadia. Has um, experience. He told <laughs> us, he basically implied to us, when. well, when we asked, like, how do we know that Google isn't going to abandon this thing? Or like they Google Plus, right? Abandon Google Plus and Google Glass and Google Reader like, and uh, <laughs> Google Inbox and Google <laughs> oh Hangouts God, and Google Wave and I, I can keep going and going. But... Um, so he his response was basically like, look, the CEO came on board in the first few minutes to show you how serious we are about mm. this. And then that's so. how I feel about because I'm totally with you. I'm all about the hype, obviously. And I want every press conference to begin and end and have in the middle some big, huge, like, yeah. punch, it punch, shows punch. Me you get it. Like so many press conferences you have been in, yeah. uh, at E3. But I do think that this is different and it's important. And I'm with you where it's like, I, I don't give the, oh, it's GDC thing credit because yeah. it's like, that's true. But it's also like, yeah, but people are watching it. It's yeah, you went there. You went there. You yeah, you, you went big for it. But the thing with that is my barometer is my group of friends that are they play games every once in a while but are not gamers. They don't consider themselves gamers at all. They all hit me up about this and are like, this 
they're like, it's just a controller. It plays games. You can play it anywhere. And they're excited about that. Yeah. They don't know what it is, but they're excited. And I think that they're excited because they didn't watch the stream, but they heard that the Google CEO was involved oh, yeah. and that this is a real thing and that Google's really putting something behind this. And I think the most important thing is that I agree with you what you're saying earlier. It's like they're coming out here and it's not going to be perfect for everybody in the world. In fact, it's probably not going to be perfect for many people in the world. But this is now ushering in a new world where everyone else is going to have to figure something out so that in five years, maybe it will be. Yeah. When you, you know, the way I've been putting it simply to people is like, I'm like, show me Apex, show me Fortnite, just let me play it anywhere they want. It's really simple, by the way. They're free games, everything you can play. So just show it to me. And when you're ready with that, that's when we finally made it. But then obviously we know we have a long way to go. Uh, I saw some hands on and then this report about you need ideally 25 megabits per second. Mm -hmm. It's kind of like Netflix and their 4K streaming. I forget if it's 13 megabits. And that away. sounds like an ideally for single player games. Like multiplayer games pose their all, all sorts of latency yeah. challenges. And how many, really, how does the game intend to run? Is it you know mostly a 30 frames per second game? Because that's probably still gonna exist too, or people that choose to do that. Um, so anyway, we've got a long way to go, but I did just want to point out, don't forget and don't be fooled. It's like when you're watching a stream, that is what's happening, that you are sending a signal over the internet and then you can talk about breaking down barriers. You're, they're encoding video to send back to you of what you just did, which is an incredible challenge. Now, granted, I don't know all the ins and outs, but probably literally what's happening is you're sending your signal you know, over the internet and it, as it's quickly encoding in parallel on the GPU, it's sending you that encoded frame as fast as possible. But dude, it's gotta get to you in that, the speed of light, you know, is the idea, right? So I feel like my point is we've got a long way to go. I am super excited though. I do believe it's the future of gaming. Look what Netflix has done. We talked about this many shows ago now, what's happening. We're finally getting there. And uh, it's just exciting that Google and right, they're spending, right? My joke was gonna be that Phil knew that they're committed because they paid him for five years probably. <laughs> but um, they, I think they're gonna stick with it and just whatever happens, uh, they are definitely have a, a tremendous ability to push this technology and whether it's used for gaming or mm -hmm. anything in the world, it's so applicable to what we do. But mm -hmm. um, but I am excited. I think there's probably tons more questions asked about the games, the everything. Absolutely. But I think they also did a good job with, with the games where, okay, they came out and spoke to the us's of the world saying there is a first party studio that we're making. And yeah. that implies there's going to be really high quality exclusives, right? But I also think they did a good job of coming out and being like, okay, here's Doom. You know, Assassin's Creed. It's like we didn't need to see a bazillion games. We get the idea. It's, oh, you're not the Switch. Like, it's you're going to have the third-party titles. They're going to be there. Well, I get Doom's on the Switch, but yeah. you know what I mean. It's like <laughs> we can expect any major. You're with Assassin's Creed, right? Yeah, yeah. and we're going to get Call of Duty. We're going to yeah. get, like, those big games on this. And I think that that's important because I think that this is more for the mainstream than it is necessarily for the hardcore gamers that are going to have that as their only system. If It's not even really a system, but, like, I don't think anybody that they're expecting hardcore gamers to commit to this being their only thing. I think it's either going to be a secondary thing for people or it's for the people that would never consider buying a $400 console in the first yeah, place. That, and this reminds me of the shift to mobile gaming uh, and why so many people are now gamers that were not gamers before because they have mobile games and all this lag and input stuff. They're not going to be worrying about that. Mm -hmm. And in fact, I would like to issue the challenge out there to people of like all the, the latency and all the stuff. Yes, it's an issue and it's for the people that care about 4k and hdr it's the biggest issue but for the people that don't 
that for the people that probably have never even touched the settings on their TV, they probably don't even know Shame that they you. currently have a hundred millisecond lag when they play games. But that's just how games they feel. Not to them. turn on game mode. What's wrong but, with but you? That's what yeah. I'm saying though. Most people don't turn on game mode. It's yeah. what you we talk about all the time, and you've uh, you've driven home on the stream and talking about PlayStation VR and everything else. It's good enough. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I think this is, uh, you're, you You know, you touched on the rumors for Microsoft, right? With what's going to happen with Xbox Scarlet and two different SKUs and one's just streaming. Like, I feel like that's a very interesting and smart choice on their end of, hey, guess what? Here's our new console. And this is if it's all correct. This one just streams. It's this cheap price point. Be, for the first time ever, a whole different uh, wave of people, uh, a different strata of gamer is going to be able to be there on launch day, paying for this cheap system and the excitement of having a new system. However, the people like us that are crazy about all that, there is this much more expensive version that runs everything in 4K natively. and do- It's a powerhouse and you can play everything locally. Don't worry about the streaming problem or don't worry about streaming, period. That's what it is. That's what I'm most interested about this, the, the Scarlet idea with Xbox is, is it going to be streaming only or is it going to be, are you going to be able to download um, as well, I think and I think you're going to stick locally, to the, yeah to, to the options. I mean, that's the rumor, right? The that rumor is that they're two different SKUs, and but, one of them is but he, yeah. that'll be the same game, right? The discless two one, platform SKUs, right? Yeah, right. But yeah, but so, but to your, I understand your point. I, I, that's interesting. Will the streaming one have enough? hard drive on it to download games as well or can you yeah exactly or can yeah. you at least attach a hard drive to i think it to I, I would no, say yes yes you'd be able and to i think that that's the difference the key difference and why i think that the microsoft side is way more exciting uh in the in- initial future than google because they have this library of games they have game pass they've been working on backwards compatibility oh, forever yeah. and it's like they'll be able to out the gate be like and yeah, here's yeah. this thing you and buy- if they have the downloading thing i feel like that's Buy buy the streaming Xbox Two. We're just gonna call it right. Buy the streaming Xbox Two for what? I we to go back and forth in this all the time. One fifty, seventy bucks, one hundred. Oh, like, can yeah, they get it down to that? Right? I feel like it has to do be. that. We're bundling in two months of Game Pass. You have unlimited yep. games to play on this thing that you've just like. That'll be such a crazy move for su- such a huge segment yeah. of people that have never been able to afford a next gen console on day one. Oh yeah, it's all, it's backwards compatible with everything that's happened on Xbox One before. So you have that giant library. You have Game Pass. You have all these different options to go in there and use it on this one little box. The Chromecast Ultra is seventy dollars. $69. But uh <laughs> so and you need that yeah, if definitely. you want to play 4K on TV with the with Stadia, yeah. right? So using that kind of as a benchmark, you got to imagine that the Xbox whatever it is is more than that. I would think so. Like because it is not going to be just a dongle. Not to, yeah, it's going to be that and it's going to have a controller, right? Like that's mm-hmm. how you sell a console. That's a good point. Yeah. With the controller it might be $100, probably the I mean, if the you right if they point. can launch one at 99.98, that would be insane. Be brilliant. Yeah. Um, and I think and again, I think, I think Xbox as I've always said it is building this foundation to get to this moment. And if they can afford to pull that trigger and get that headline of like, all right, yeah, guess what? The next generation costs you $99 yeah. to get here. Oh, that would I be think insane. It's definite potential. I mean, that's or, sorry, Tim. No, I, just, I can see them doing that, but without a controller. And I, it's hard for me to envision them selling it without a controller. Mm. $100 you do is hundred, like... But what, you don't need any more than a connection to your TV, some hard drive space with some basic, you know, probably onboard processing for the menus or whatever. You don't need a lot. I mean, I, I would hope that's but you, what, the I mean, you what figure controllers are, what, $65, 70 bucks right now? 60, on their own. I was going to ask that. Is it? Yeah, they still... 
Yeah. So maybe it'd be closer to like 130. Yeah. But whatever the case. But again, like the I, point, we talk about eating it all the time. Like, I don't. Here's the deal. They are hungry, right? They want to fucking make up ground and they want to make the next generation about them. Yeah. If all these things have to have a subscription to use them, then of course you can sell the hardware at a, at a loss. I think, yeah, that's uh, another interesting point to bring up here. You've kind of got these different SKUs like we're talking about. The one obvious SKU for Xbox is the high-powered, you know, 8K. I'm the Hoss. 4K HDR, high-powered, yeah, high-powered Oh, Hoss. I heard you guys like teraflops, huh? Yeah, but download <laughs> it, get super high fidelity. You're getting a PC, you know, quality experience. Uh, maybe you can even run 120 hertz. I don't really know. But you're going to get some high quality, probably. That That's the console. But then you move on to this next SKU that we're talking about. Yeah. Somewhere in that sweet spot of not too expensive comes the controller, plug it in and get going. And by the way, the Game Pass bundle and stuff, super smart, tons of value. It's, you know, it's sort of obvious. You're like, wait, I get all these games and I get all that? Yeah, I'm in. 130 yeah. bucks, fine, I'm in. Um, the third skew, which is sort of kind of where Google has an advantage, I'm wondering how Microsoft solves for this. Can't, didn't they say that if you have Chromecast on your TV, Chromecast on your TV, Chromecast right, Ultra. you just buy the controller? Yeah, yeah. Which, how does Microsoft bridge that gap? Do they use Chromecast? Uh, I don't know. Like, in other words, can Microsoft have it? Because we live in a world where TVs now just are bundled with yeah, um, Android apps and stuff. Yeah. Android in particular, they're not bundled with Windows. So that is a skew that That'd I'm be seeing. The worst TV. What? <laughs> That'd be the worst. <laughs> 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 no, with no, Windows. Windows. Oh, with Windows. <laughs> No, yeah, that you. I don't think that's where it's moving. My point is, how do they solve? For no, that? Th I think I think that's what's so fascinating about this race is that they're on two different sides of the this field where it is I can I see I think Microsoft's going to come out strong I don't think everything we're predicting is going to happen but I think they're going to come out and capitalize on all this thing and they're going to be ready and they're going to be a gamer's machine blah 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 and they're going to give you a compelling reason why they believe in streaming and why you should too and hey look at all the games you have and will have going forward meanwhile on the other side Google's argument is going to be hey we don't have that many games but you can play this on anything like it, there's no the browser window, the Chromecast, the thing. You just buy the controller and you're ready to go. Whereas Microsoft is going to be in a different boat of how are they getting whatever the Scarlet app is that going to be on Switch? Awesome. Is it going to be? They'll have a PC app for it, sure. But will, yeah, how do you get it to TV? How how do you make it easy? And I think you're gonna it'll be from there if Google's committed and Google can make it work. Then it's going to be this back and forth for a while of. Who won, wins out in the end? Because the way Google wins this is Nintendo. the first time. Spoilers. Nintendo always wins. Nintendo always wins. <laughs> the way Google wins this is the first time they put out the Jade Raymond's whatever exclusive. Here it is. And you go and you buy it. And you're like, oh, that was easy. Oh, and it works. That's awesome. And I get to play it anywhere. And I don't need to worry about it. The thing is, that's probably not never going to happen. Yeah. Because the last tech company <laughs> to say, hey, look, we're investing a bunch of money in video games about four or five years ago was Amazon. Mm -hmm. How many Amazon game yep. studios games have you guys played yep. in the past five years? Um, I think these tech companies have bazillions of dollars and a lot of issues because they have so many people. They have so many tentacles. They have so many arms that have to communicate with one another. Um, it can be very, very hard. I mean, it's hard enough for like an experienced game company to make AAA quality games in a reasonable amount of time. It's There's a lot of barriers there. 100%. So yeah. I am extremely skeptical. I think this Google thing will probably fizzle out and they will probably shut it down the way they have 
Google Plus and Google Wave and Google yeah. Reader and Google Hangouts and well, and do you think that's the bureaucracy of it? Of that they have people they bring in that are passionate and have an idea, but then the overarch or, or you know the overarchy of no, I can't, you know what I'm trying to say uh, of Super Google in general, right? Yeah, like, well, starts. but it's not just that. I mean, like just the idea of making games, like making games, is Hard. really really difficult. Running um, studios. Jade um, Raymond was running EA Motive, and Jade is is great. She's a, a super talented person, but what is EA Motive made? Like Battlefront 2's campaign, that is it. And since it was founded in 2013, 2014, yep. they've been working on this new IP that, for from what I've heard, is still pretty early. So we're talking about uh, uh, something that is extremely difficult, even for by the most talented, experienced companies. Now Google is trying to recruit a bunch of people and stick them together and make it work, which itself is like, even if you're poaching the most talented people across the industry, you that isn't always going to work. In it's fact, most of the time it's not going to work because these people will butt heads. They will not have the chemistry that is needed to make really good video games. It's it's going to be like a very, very like Sisyphean uphill battle for yes. that. That's why it goes back to the conference because it sets the stage, which is at the end of the day, I appreciate that they put out, you know, the CEO of Google out there to say, look, we're super behind this. But I felt like that's what they're gonna have to deal with every day is that structure until it's Phil at the beginning of that conference or it's the directors that work at Stadia, mm -hmm. all that. Um, I think there's, we've seen Microsoft go through all this. We've sure. seen everybody. But the, the short of it for me was I'm super excited that it's happening. Um, and again, if they could just get something like, even like a game like Ori or even just older games that they've licensed, like maybe Cuphead, right? whatever. And if you can just log out and play that instantaneously and jump it, like I think that's where there's gonna be some really cool stuff happening. But I will say Xbox is still in a really unique, strong position. Yeah, 100%. Because this is where the, we're all wondering about Sony, like we said, in the ivory tower. Microsoft is bringing the same type of thing that Google brings. I mean, they've been doing it longer than Google. They have so many servers. They have uh, Azure or Azure. What is it called again? Azure. I say Azure, but I get yelled at all the time. It's not Azure. It's the other one. Anyway, they have, they know how to run servers. It's literally like a huge backbone, literally, of all their stuff. So... They're in a great position. And then the last point I was making back to the SKUs is if you think about it and what you guys are talking about, it's still interesting because even if you want to play on your TV, you can't plug in your Xbox controller. So you're going to have to buy something no matter what on your TV. So you're already 60, 70 bucks in. So if Microsoft can do what we're talking about, I mean, right, the decision you're going to have to make is a, uh, a studio that has tons of experience, like you're talking about, all these games, buy in with all developers. They're in a really good spot. So... Either way, I'm excited about Stadia, like I said, because even if it does, let's say, six things that are interesting and fizzles out, like you're saying, Jason, they will have pushed the industry They move the, they move the football They're already pushing the field. it Yeah, forward, 100%. And I think that's freaking awesome that they're willing to, to do that. I mean, it takes time to build this thing. I Xbox think the, didn't get it right. Probably. I think the fact that uh, Google and Microsoft are doing this at the same time is a great thing because it's show. if it was just one of them, I think it'd be easier to dismiss it. Yeah. And I think now it is it, it, enough people are taking notice of it and it is going to be, it launches and there's latency and people need to figure it out and blah, blah, blah. And like, it'll be interesting to see them each push each other first uh, further to try to do it until Google fizzles out or whatever happens. It, happens. I can't wait to see what Microsoft Oh, E3? Planned. I can't wait for it. I'm so hyped for their E3 press conference. I can't wait can to see what like, they have. You know, Stadia announced all this. They're like, yeah, we, we got that. We got that. We got that. Oh, but Game Pass. Oh, and we have that. Right. Will it become that? And then now Stadia has to answer back. So. I mean, honestly, I feel, I feel like that. I, I think they're, 
getting to a point that they have the ammunition to have like a PlayStation 4 press conference where PlayStation 4 like just beat the shit out of my Xbox One. Remember that with like the here's yes. how you share games and the place was uproarious. I do see them being like, guess what? You need five megabits per second and the way we figured it out to get <laughs> whatever quality, not yeah. 4K. Yeah. But God, yeah. I fucking hope. I just I still don't have that faith in them because like, I, I feel like at Microsoft? the end of the day, it's all about the games. And that's the thing is we always say that it's like I feel like they're going to kill it from the tech perspective. And yes, they are going to have yeah, okay. Just make sure I think, I think you're gonna have just a lot sure. of like fuck you moments at the press conference that are yeah. like really cool, and it feels like there's like a fun rivalry going on. But like, where are the exclusives? Like, no, like I, then I, agree, I don't think man. that we're gonna get them from yet. Microsoft. Yeah, uh, I mean, I think we're gonna go through what we've had to go through with Sony though. There's a waiting period on like, what is this new franchise? Show me. You have to. Yeah, show I think me. you're gonna get a lot They've of been, not a lot. I think you're gonna get teaser trailers from these first parties of what they're working on and why you should be excited. So Microsoft's exclusives aren't exclusive because they're all on PC. Sure. And then, like, and now they're going to be on everything. On Game Pass. <laughs> if, if Microsoft puts Game Pass on everything, then it's like, yeah. I mean, <clears throat> I can't. I don't know why people will want to buy the high-end Microsoft console because if you're going to invest that much, um, well, first of all, if you have the means, you would do a PC. But second of all, that Sony's like track record of first-party games is so much stronger than Microsoft's that I just unless you're already in the camp of like Team Xbox, like Scorpio symbol on your Twitter handle. Um, <laughs> Like, uh, why Why would you invest in that? Why would you invest in the Xbox Scarlet? Just because you want the highest quality. Like, because I, for me, as an example, it's like I've switched over entirely for third party games to Xbox One X because uh -huh. I want the, the best thing possible, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And you are that market. And I am that market yeah. for But if that. you wanted the best thing possible, you'd buy a PC. Yeah, but he's not a but huge fucking dork. dork. Am I right? Like, yeah, but it's like for to play on my TV. Like I have a great you can TV. Play a PC on your TV. It's Nobody great. wants that. Burn like, it, meaning I I love PC. I'm the PC guy here. Like, I love it. Meaning when it crashes, <laughs> when you have to reinstall your drivers, and I dude, it's simple when you deal with it every day. I'm a PC gamer, but like I know folks like Tim, they don't want to deal with. They're like, what? You want me to? No, don't get me yeah. wrong. I'm down for the PC my gaming. I have equal amount of issues on my stupid ass consoles. I think this the number, the number of people like you, I think is shrinking. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, yeah. I it think totally the more is. tech savvy people get, the more they're like, wait a minute, why am I buying an Xbox every four or five years? When because good enough is good enough. My graphics card on my rig and like playing everything there, and also all the exclusives that are there, and also like using it for all these different. Yeah. But if you had to guess uh, inventory of, okay, people who buy PC to hook up their TVs, people who buy consoles to hook up their TVs, and people who are willing to deal with fidelity from a cloud streaming to their TV, mm -hmm. where do you think most people would, you know, well, how would you rate those? You know? Well, nowadays, most people are in the console camp. Right. But I think that's in large part because of the games you can only get on your console. Yeah. And that's why, I mean, that's why the PS4 is like outsold the Xbox by yeah. ridiculous exponential numbers because people know that they can't play Spider-Man or God of War, mm -hmm. last year's consensus game of the year, on the Xbox or on the PC or on anything else. Um, it just makes no sense to me. The strategy that Microsoft is doing of like all props to Phil Spencer for wanting to put his stuff on everything, but that to me kills the idea of like, I would never want a high-end Xbox. Like, I would mm -hmm. just play on my PC and then get a PlayStation because... That is what I'm doing right now. Exactly. So, yeah. That's what I think a lot of people who care about high-end graphics and frame rate especially are doing. It's different when it's a console launch, though, but I am 100% agreement with you, and I think, to keep it simple, it goes back to what Tim said. It is still about the games, man. I mean, yeah. you Switch, Breath of the Wild, uh, Mario, like... 
plus everything that's come after has been incredible. I, I would have never guessed that it would be what it is today, you know, when I heard they were gonna release something like that. Like they just, the games, you have to play those games. And certainly with PlayStation, we saw that. It just completely eclipsed everything with the quality of the games. And Stadia has nothing like that on the docket yet, we'll see. Um, and that takes sometimes, we're talking about five years? Like when did they start this? Last year? Like. Right, it talked to Corey Barlog about how hard it was to develop God of War. Like it doesn't just, or, I mean, yeah, his whole career built to that. You talk to a competent developer, they'll tell you. It's <laughs> Greg, and I, Greg and I talked about this a bit on some show recently, but I, I think in the same way I just said, like I play third party games on Xbox because I want the best experience, whatever the hell. It's like, I feel like there's certain games I play on Switch over other things because the portability is what matters to me. And I think that the, the Stadia gives us another option where it's like there are going to be games and experiences, specifically third-party titles, that I'm like, I don't need the highest end thing. I'm willing to give that up because I'll be able to play it anywhere. And I think the most exciting thing about Stadia is that it, we don't know this yet, but it might not be that big of an investment up front. So it's like I can just dabble for the games that I want. And I don't need to invest in in a system. Yeah, no, I and I, sixty to eighty dollars for the controller yeah. is a safe bet. And I think that's exciting. But the the point but, I, if okay. you don't need the controller, if you can use another controller, you know, but you no, can't on your TV. I'm saying that's for the right. controller, sixty to eighty dollars for the Stadia controller. Yeah. I think is a safe bet. Because yeah, but, saying, TV, but if you can you use another to. controller, right. it's not right. 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 not right. that one. But you have to on the TV. Yeah, right? you have yeah. to. Yeah. But on the PC, you don't need it. No, on PC exactly, which is. They hook a PC up. Right. Yeah. Do wow. yourself here. Good <laughs> idea. Um, yeah. That's the other thing. It's like if you're a, a gamer who can only afford to pay $400 for a console, and there are a lot of people out there, you can spend $400 on a, like a mid level rig, um, even buy it at the store if you don't feel like building it. And then you can do Google Stadia on that. Did they say you could download the games though? No. You have to stream them. No, they said you cannot. They have to. Phil Harrison told me you cannot download Stadia games. Oh, you have to stream offer them. it. No, it's not an like option. You have to stream them. Small niche. Yes, you have to stream them. Well, what I wanted to point out when I was building here is 100% is about the game. So I think it's easy to get sidetracked about new tech and all, what, instantly jump in the game. But let's face it, like I don't, I usually start at the beginning of the game. Like I don't, that's really cool and all, but we'll see what we can do. But unless you get really stuck on Bloodborne, <laughs> <laughs> I can jump beat in this with boss. No skills. Jump in. Yeah, jump uh -huh. into the middle of Celeste uh -huh. and see how that uh, uh -huh. works for you. But. What I wanted to go back to is what I said earlier. It is easy to visualize this concept of playing 4K or 1080p 60. Guess what? It's a encoded video signal. First of all, there's lag, but second of all, there's the fidelity. And that's where I will side with Tim is not to be underestimate, not to underestimate how much we do love awesome visuals. And when that stuff starts coming through with any encoding issues, this is like, what is it? Is it X264? Is it H265? It's not your GPU anymore it's a video you're watching youtube when you're playing games from now on at 25 megabits a second that's the difference and, and so, most people are going to be okay with that and a ton of people will and so the last caveat i'd throw out is yes imagine you know we talk about when switch launched two million out the gate or what you're like wow and then look at what apex did within like a few weeks 50 million people that's the potential that these platforms have and I, you're right Maybe the two million people like us really care about the fidelity. What about the other forty-eight million people? But I think like, you know what? I'm fine with it. I, I think, think those people downloaded Apex for free and don't can't download well, Stadia for free unless they have a certain well, yeah. specific setup. That that's a good point. I think for me, even being one of the two million whatever that cares about that stuff, it hits a certain point when it's ease of use where I stop caring. Yeah. When I want to watch a movie, I buy the 4K Blu-ray from Amazon and I wait to get it because I want that experience. Yeah. Like when I want to watch uh, Infinity War again, I want that, I want it to be the best it can possibly be. When I'm just watching some other stuff, like let's say uh, Mission Impossible, right? Like we were doing for the in review, I don't need 
to buy the 4K Blu-ray of that. I'm okay watching it in 4K or whatever digitally where I know there's going to be compression and all that stuff. Yeah. But it's like, it's ease it's of use fine. of just clicking and getting it. I feel like once that is true for video games to people, it's like there's going to be such a huge market of people where good enough's good enough. And hey, better than good enough is great. They don't need the best. They just need something that works and is instant. Yeah. And I'm agreeing with that. I was just, that's what I'm saying. The poten- the market potential for this is monstrous. I mean, people have been chasing it for over a decade, right? On Live tried to do it. Guy Kai, which turned into what? PS- PlayStation. Yeah. yeah uh, the laundry list of just like, yeah, really, really good The moves. bodies are everywhere. <laughs> but uh, it's, we're finally getting to the start of it, which is just so exciting. And really, despite the criticism and skepticism, props to Google for coming out with this. And like, again, like maybe it's October this year and we're playing, probably not going to be playing Xbox. We might be playing a game on Stadia, just, you know, just the controller. That's like some amazing experience. Um, hop right in, which they'll be the first out the gate. It's and exciting. then two years later, you're going to get an email and it'll be like, Google Stadia, remember to back up your data because it's closing. <laughs> <laughs> March 31st. Man, Shire is really skeptical about this one. I get the I skepticism get for sure, yeah. but I, I also do think that it, I think it's going to be different than a Google yeah. Play. It's because of Google's Google, track uh, record. Plus, straight up, yeah. Xbox straight up. has proven that they will I mean, stick with this. I mean, think back to when they announced uh, YouTube Gaming, and we were like, "Fuck, Twitch is in trouble." Mm-hmm. Oh my god, Twitch isn't really doing anything. They're and, and like, just didn't matter. Yeah. I was like, "Oh wow, yeah. okay." So the other part of this, there are a few other parts of this equation that I find interesting. One is speaking of YouTube, the fact that uh, these guys have done such a terrible job moderating YouTube as a platform to the point where like parents can't put their kids on it because they'll be like shown some neo-Nazi stuff or conspiracy theory stuff is terrifying for the thought of like this also being for kids like browsing YouTube and do we have any sign at all that they'll care about moderating that community the Stadia community. The other thing that always comes to mind is uh, the fact that a lot of people care about ownership, digital ownership and it's one thing I think a lot of people have accepted the idea that like okay I'm going to buy this Switch game on the eShop, download it to my system, it'll exist. Maybe if I lose the hard drive, I might not be able to download it again. I don't know. But that's that's been accepted. Are people really going to accept, I'm going to spend however much on this thing, whether it's a la carte or a subscription, and never own any of it? And if Google decides, like, oh, not yeah. enough people are playing Jack and Daxter or whatever, that's <gasps> not a good idea. Not enough people are playing uh, Tomb Raider, the original 2014-13 Tomb Raider. Um, we are just going to pull the plug on those servers. So we do not want to support that one anymore. Like what do you do? And so there are a ton of reasons to be skeptical. Most of people will be. And I think Netflix is an example of that. Spotify but Netflix is, is so much different because Netflix, you're not investing in a game for like that you want to be able to replay that you're like spending 60 bucks on that you want to. And I'm envisioning a situation where Google charges a la carte because I think they're going to do at least some of that because otherwise the likes of Bethesda and, and Ubisoft would not put their games on launch on this platform if they weren't getting enough money. By the way, that's another uh, thing that I've heard is concern about how developers will be paid by this. Yeah. Maybe Google eats the cost, though. Mm. Epic's I, doing it right now. I don't know if they would do that. I mean, I have a feeling that you'll have to buy at least some games, um, and that'll make a big difference. And also, like Netflix, I mean, you watch a movie at night, and then you like turn off your thing, and then like you don't have to worry about owning it. And if you really want to rewatch something over and over again and have it permanent, you buy the DVD or whatever. But with games, it's a different beast. Like sometimes you want to go open up your PlayStation 4 or whatever and be like, oh, I bought Bloodborne a few years ago but never really got into it. I should go check that out. And if Google's service is like a rotating thing or if it's like there are all sorts of potential. It's vaulted, who knows, mm-hmm, yeah. Mm-hmm. So... It's on Google Wave. This, I is, feel just like like, more this is just the tip of the iceberg for reasons to be skeptical. That's a really good point. It. I didn't think about that. The 
Sure, there might be some subscription, but you're right that Xbox went through it too. It's like, wait, am I going to own it or not? Right. And gamers do really care. Well, I mean, about like, that well, I mean, even taking away the ownership or that thing, right? Like, it's just uh, think about the backlash we continue to see about always online, uh-huh. right? That yeah. that is the thing, and like people flip out about that. That was one of the reasons they hated the Epic Store so much at launch. One of the reasons they re- revolted against Xbox One originally, like the idea of yeah, you get this streaming thing, and yeah, I paid. Sixty dollars for this play, and that I can so I can play anywhere, but I can't play it on a plane, or if I don't have this connection, or if I don't have that, like is whatever Xbox's streaming service, like if it plays in, in if it is games Game Pass, like, am I able then to download yeah, stuff and have that. it and do whatever? And, it's funny that like yeah, I, I got it, but it just resonated too. Wait, I can't freaking play these games on the plane. Yeah. Why? Why not? <laughs> that doesn't make any sense. You've got to fix that. Come on. Well, how, how the, are they going to fix it, though, friend? How are they going to put it on your phone? Offer a downloadable solution. But you can't. You, can't, never you gonna can't download it to a phone. The Google why? has made it. There's no GPU. Then. Google. So there is on your phone. Not a good not, enough one to play. How many teraflops sure you got on that phone? Fuck off. Do you remember all the rumors that like Google was making a high end console, all that shit? They are wait. Like none of that was ever true. They are interested in making this platform. Yeah. It's a streaming platform. That's the end of it. Yeah, and you know they what's interesting is if you were to probably dissect, what are Google's ultimate goals? Because mm-hmm. making games to sell ads to everybody. Not, there you go. Why? What? How are they going to do it? Maybe ads, probably, and then mm-hmm. getting you to sign up for, I assume, Gmail account. And through those two things. Well, already you have YouTube attached to it. And YouTube, yeah. Um, but. I passed a, yeah, I passed a booth. So at GDC, there's a whole Google setup. And they have these little monitors that are showing like different slogans that are catered to developers. So it's like, here's the cool feature you can get. Here's the other thing we're doing, blah, blah, blah. One of them is like monetizing your game on Google Sadia. Uh, oh, Sta- did Sadia. They talk about Man, it? what a bad name. Um, no, it, it didn't get into details. It's like, it just says like, we will have ad options available. And, um, yeah, it was. It's like hinting at that fact, which we know is always going to be the case. And then also, like, mm-hmm. does anyone trust Google to like be responsible with their personal data at this point? I mean, that's like a lesser concern, but it's still a concern for a lot of people, especially after what's been happening with Facebook yeah. um, over the years, the number of controversies. So, yes, as you can tell, I'm skeptical. That, I, very good points. Still exciting that they're doing it. It is. And can't it's, wait to see it. Oh, I can't wait to see it. That's what's people thing. on board, too, like you said. The newness of it all is exciting. At the ultimate, that's where I come at this, is like, it's R&D at a minimum, and it's awesome that it's happening. I'm excited. It's happening now? Yeah. This too. year, 2019. It's exactly. like, it's, well, it'll all be out there, at least. No more waiting. Happening, yeah. and we'll be able to play it. Yeah, so. whether it's a handful of stuff or not. So I'm just super excited on that front. And wait and see. A uh, couple random questions for you guys. Reggie. You had jokingly brought up when he said that he was leaving Nintendo that you yeah. think he might be going to Google. You still think that that's possible? Oh, no, that was just really a joke. Retired. That was just a joke. He really yeah, retired, I think he's right? really retired. He's literally How long he'll stay retired, who knows? <laughs> I think he's okay. I think he's financially yeah. he's doing okay. He, he doesn't need to take that Google money. Yeah. But he's sick of seeing these Bowser headlines, you know? He wants to shake things up. See how Doug Bowser does. Um, and then just the Microsoft Nintendo side of things, like... Trier, where do you see this going in the immediate future? Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I can't confirm or deny the Xbox Game Pass on Switch. Rumors, I just don't know enough other than... Sound like like you do. Yeah, I mean, I heard from (laughs) one person who might know that it wasn't happening, so I don't know. I don't know. That doesn't mean, like, just because someone says something isn't happening, they might not know, and there are a lot of moving pieces here, right? Um, If that happened, that would be incredibly cool. That would have to be streaming on the Switch, which would be really, really interesting and streaming on the switch through xbox game pass is a lot more compelling to me than anything google is doing yeah 
What do you think? So now with Cuphead here, what do you think that means for the likes? Oh of yeah, Ori? I think that's clear. Well, they announced Ori is definitely coming to the Switch. That's not even a question. There, they already did Hellblade, uh, Cuphead. I'm sure we'll see more. Maybe not Halo Infinite, but I'm do sure you we'll think, see more stuff. Do you there. think we'll see Ori two day and date? Mm, I don't know. No idea. What about Master Chief Collection? Doubt it. Yeah, me too. I can't I imagine that happening. But I, I don't know. No info here. Hmm. Hmm. What about a GoldenEye remake? <laughs> yes. Let's go. Yeah. I'm on board. Yeah, too many licenses involved. Yeah, they don't have That's the, 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 bomb the problem. Yeah. Anymore. Didn't they announce a Battletoads remake and then we never saw it at all? They're working like hard they're on it. They're working hard yeah, on it. Yeah. Like well, we so that, that could totally come to Switch. It'll yeah. be like, hey, oh, remember yeah. it was on Nintendo, so it's on your favorite platform. And then Rare Replay. Rare Replay would be great. The problem with it, though, is a lot of that was Xbox 360 backwards compatibility stuff. So I don't think that that would work. Streaming. So, yeah. So, so, well, or I'd like piecemeal where it wouldn't Mm -hmm. be the whole thing, but you can download. That would be very Nintendo. Wait, you're saying Dark or Banjo or whatever on Switch. Just so I understand, too, the concept here, you're talking about streaming over game. Pass. No, I'm talking about games coming to downloading. Switch. Okay, yeah. similar yeah. to Cuphead, Through you're talking about pass, a native Switch. Buy them on version. Switch. That's right. Not yeah. any of this working. Yeah, I think okay. what'll happen is Banjo Kazooie will be announced for <laughs> Smash Brothers, and then the, attached to that, it'll be like, hey, and maybe we're putting Banjo Banjo Kazooie on the Switch. I think that'd be uh, that would make sense. That would make logical sense. Good job, Francis. Oh, I love it. I love it so you much. You know what else makes logical sense? Persona Five on Switch. Let's go. Oh boys. yeah, let's, let's go. go. Let's you go. Know it's Come on, Jason. Let it happen. I don't know about that. Can neither confirm nor deny. Um, the he does his own PR. I love it. I no. I really. I'm. I'm skeptical. Well, you understand that, that Jason is an adult. <laughs> <laughs> if he says something may or may not happen, it's not like when we're just fucking spaghetti yeah. at the wall talking about things, <laughs> our hopes and dreams. Well, <laughs> that one. I mean, I would lean. If you ask me, like, which way are you leaning? I can't say with 100 percent certainty, but based on the things that I've heard, I would lean towards no. Mm-hmm. At least For right persona? now, man, it's always hard to say no to something. Because of course, so much can change. Can yeah. But at I, least right now, like the the remake they announced in Japan, um, I would guess, educated guess, I would mm-hmm. say that it's PS4 only. Yep, dude, it's also tough when you have a job like yours where you're reporting all this stuff. Is that it, you don't want to be wrong with stuff. It's like people give you crap then against your rumor reporting, and it's like, well, that's I'm a lot of very transparent yeah. about whether I know you something wait for until sure. You know. Exactly, not. because anytime you speculate, it suddenly adds you know this yeah. credibility problem. So it, yeah. I mean, I get it. There. It was funny on last year's show. Actually, I think the rumor had just come out that Modern Warfare Remastered Two wouldn't have a single player campaign, mm. and I think I said on the show, I was like, "Oh yeah, that's true." Um, and then everyone, I got a little bit of flack because that never actually came out. But now it's very clearly coming out mm. for this fall, so that'll be interesting to see. Uh, you get your see, come up and say, yeah. <laughs> "I was right." Yeah, yeah, I could see them doing like like a remaster package with the new Call of Duty. Three guesses what that is, right? Jason, where could people find you? Kotaku Split Screen. That's my podcast. You should check it out. We got a lot of cool stuff this week. A lot of uh, interviews. We got Phil Harrison. We got Tim Schaefer. We got a lot of cool devs that you might not have heard of, but who have many interesting things to say. Um, And I strongly recommend you go and check that out if you like podcasts. And you do. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's exactly. no way you made it this deep Presumably, in. Exactly. Like, exactly. Unless you were skipping ahead to see what I would plug. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, thank you very much for joining us. I'm just going to go to my bed and fall asleep forever because yeah. oh. I am we, dead. For those you. of you who tuned in late, I have food poisoning that's really bad right now, which is like, it's yeah. Thank through. you for toughing us. I can't believe you're in this good a shape. Yeah. Well, mm. uh, we'll see how it goes. <laughs> we'll see if I make it. It's like, this. well, yeah. well. Whoa. <laughs> oh, God. Well, the lift home might be a disaster. We'll see. Oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> no, I'll be fine. 
All right. Uh, well, now we're going to get to the post show. But ladies and gentlemen, thank you very much for joining us here. And for those of you that are not Patreon supporters, we'll see you tomorrow. Twitch.tv slash Kind of Funny Games. 10 a.m. Bye.